What's up, Videolanders? I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Welcome to Adventures in Video Land number 209. Tonight, we get fingered by Alien Covenant. <laughs> Do you think they'll get the reference, Brian? <laughs> if they've seen it, yes. If they haven't, uh, they will soon. <laughs> well, tonight, we will review <laughs> Alien Covenant. Um, afterwards, we will talk about our top five movie headlines of the week some trailer talk, and conclude with what we've been watching this week. Remember, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude, so you might hear us say some cuss words when things go sideways or when Brian and I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Alien Covenant, go watch it, get fingered, and come back later. <laughs> that's going to be a, an ongoing that's, joke tonight. That's an ongoing joke, all right. And I'm not feeling too well tonight, so you might hear some coughs, some wheezing, some gasping for air. Some gasping for air, but coming I'll be up o- for breath. But I'll be okay. So, Brian, nobody can seem to decide if Alien Covenant was good. <laughs> the fans and critics are split. The box office is uh, very mediocre. Why are people not interested in this movie? It's it's right there in the title this time. Alien. Yeah, exactly. Covenant. Like, I don't... I don't I don't understand why there is not a third, if not fourth, chair at this table right now. <laughs> why? I mean, I know a lot of people are busy, and you know this is that time of the year. You know, we had to squeeze. I had to squeeze the showing in with uh, with my wife. Uh, but no, I'm kind of surprised there's not more people that have gone out of their way to go see this. I mean, the trailers were fantastic. Um, you know, it's it's got a, a hell of a cast. I think it was my number. I think it was top five most anticipated. Now that was removing. All MCU, yeah. Star Wars, well, yeah, yeah. everything to make the list a little bit more. You know, <laughs> otherwise, more, otherwise, you got to do top like eighteen <laughs> yeah, at this exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, Alien Covenant was high. No, absolutely. Mine. And mine too. I like. I'm a huge fan of the Alien series. I'm a huge fan of the uh, the Predator series. And you know, I whereas I was let down by Prometheus, I still enjoyed parts of it. Uh-huh. And so I was looking for a uh, a, a Ridley Scott uh, uh, lift. Of you know, hey, let's let's maybe redeem Prometheus, kind of like we talked yeah. about before. That sometimes the sequel helps you go back and and look at that first movie that you might thought was was kind of terrible, yeah. and you help it look at it with a different you know a different set of glasses on. Now yeah. that you know where it's going, and I think this movie probably did that, but it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make Prometheus good. Yeah, I think I think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think some people feel like it might be forced right now. You know, I don't know if anybody's really in the mood for that. Like you said, Could because be. Prometheus, you know, um, I think it made somewhere between four or five hundred million dollars, which isn't yeah. blockbuster. I mean, blockbuster no. nowadays is a billion dollar franchise. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. Um, I didn't fact check that, but I think it's somewhere close around there. But yeah, the uh, the fanfare was not that great for Prometheus. I don't know if that's lingering over this, but you know what I think it is. I think some of it, um, definitely some of it is confusion. Um, I was in Nebraska this weekend, and I went with my niece and her boyfriend. And he asked me, he goes, so what exactly is this? Is this a Prometheus sequel? Is this a... Um, an Aliens prequel. I mean, what, what are we going to see here? I th- it looks good. No, I, I think. But what is it? I no, I completely agree. I think that uh, it did not market itself enough as either. If it if they would have basically straight up come out and say you know in a press release or something like that, be like you know this is the bridge movie between the Prometheus franchise and the Alien franchise, yeah. I think that more people would have been willing to take that plunge because that's what it ends up being. You know, it's I, in places like we'll we'll talk about it a little more later. Yeah. In places, I think it gets forced 
where they're like, oh shit, yeah, that's we're like exactly what I said, kind of forced. We're, we're supposed to we're supposed to tie these two movies together. Like you could tell that Ridley Scott was like, okay, I want the two franchises to marry. Yeah, because that was one of my biggest complaints of Prometheus, is it was a very pretty movie that went nowhere. And at the very end, at the very, very end, suddenly they're like, oh, shit, aliens. I forgot. We need to talk about aliens. Yeah. And I think this movie was basically kind of an apology of, oh, remember how we said Prometheus was in the alien universe? Yeah. Uh-huh. It is. And here's why. Yeah. Which I don't think is a bad choice, which is not necessarily the best executed. It's so funny you said um, that, though. I always said that Prometheus is a movie about going somewhere mm-hmm. at the end of the movie it's about going somewhere still. Yeah. And altogether, you end up going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like a complete waste of my fucking time. Um, I did watch Prometheus last night to better kind of like equip myself for this review. Okay. And um, I heard someone else say this, that Prometheus is a, what they say, a grower, not a shower. Okay, <laughs> and I actually kind of agree with that. Like, I'm not a, a Prometheus fan still, but yeah. I was entertained last night. Okay. Um, I, have, I do have a lot of problems with a, a Prometheus, but... Um, I liked it more this time than I ever have, and I think it is because of obviously some of the Alien Covenant stuff. Because, yeah. like you know, Alien Covenant, we get more on um, Michael Fassbender's David character, so you mm-hmm. you kind of get filled in the blanks. Like, oh, why was he doing that crazy shit he was in Prometheus? Exactly. You know, which we'll get more into. But yeah, so if you're if you're out there and you're kind of wondering what the fuck is this? Yes, it is a prequel um, to Alien, but it's more of a sequel to Prometheus. Okay, yeah. that's you have to see if you. If you do not remember remember Prometheus, mm-hmm. you need to watch it because if not, you're going to be lost in space. <laughs> <laughs> totally different. Movie. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I wish it doesn't make sense business wise. Okay. Yeah. I really wish they would have just sold this as Covenant, okay, and not Alien Covenant. Okay. It wouldn't make sense business wise. I think uh, even though the the box office is mediocre right now, people mm. want to see Alien more than a sequel to Prometheus. Yeah. Uh, but that's one of my big gripes. Where own your bad babies. Yeah. You know, like I kind of wish that we would get the story kind of continued more in depth with the engineers than with the aliens. Yeah. You know, I think that this would give, be a give totally us a good, different story. Give us a good second movie, and then have the third one be the actual. Here comes the xenomorph. This is where it's coming. Exactly. Or this is where it's going. Yeah. Yeah, I want to hit real quick on just a few of my thoughts on Prometheus. Okay. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that because uh, I think it makes sense to start off this review talking, you know, about yeah. Prometheus and where, where this movie came from. Exactly, and I think my biggest problem with this whole prequel series is I don't need it. I don't need Alien Covenant. I don't need Prometheus. It's it's right there in the title. Okay, Alien. Yeah. Nineteen seventy nine Alien. You know what that tells me? You don't know what the fuck it is. It's an alien. It's not from around here. We need to kill this fucking thing. Okay? I like that. I think Alien makes sense as a fun horror film or a fun action film. You know, a sci-fi action film. I I love philosophical jib-jab, but I don't need philosophical jib-jab in my Alien movies. It really surprises me that he wants to marry all these deep ideas to aliens when he's the guy who invented fucking Blade Runner. Yeah. You know, I think these themes of creation and, and creator and the relationship with creation, I think that belongs in the Blade Runner franchise. That if they're going to do a new trilogy over Blade Runner, what are they going to run with? Because we're taking all the ideas yeah, from exactly, Blade Runner in the exactly. Alien franchise. It's, well, and there's so much... That, hell, I wouldn't be surprised if we see... Uh, you know, a, a in the Blade Runner thing, we see David. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and David shows up in Blade Runner. Hey, everybody! 
But you know, with with Prometheus, it's like it is a beautiful movie. I actually oh, think gorgeous. Prometheus is probably better looking than Alien Covenant. Well, and I know why. Why is that? Because Alien, if you look at what they were trying to do, because again, he's try he tried to make this into the bridge movie between the Prometheus franchise and the Alien franchise. Oh. Whereas in Prometheus, he had no trouble doing super high tech uh, sci fi stuff. Their computers were top notch. You know. You look at what they're doing here, other than like the holographic projections and stuff. You know, we had Mother yeah. back. We had the the old school computer style. Well, this uh, is only ten years after Prometheus, though. But that's my point: is that it, the look on Covenant is closer because you go back to walk to listen to the from Alien and all the big flashing plastic buttons and the you know that was you know that was advanced for its time. And you could tell that it seemed almost like he tried to dumb down some of the technology in Covenant because if you watch it now, Prometheus, Alien Covenant to Alien, uh-huh. it goes back to the people who who wrongly say that you shouldn't watch the prequels before episode four, five, and six yeah, yeah. of Star Wars because the technology is so much different and, and you know, the graphics are different and stuff. I see, I see it very blatant here. Is that he went from super science to a marriage of the two, and then to 1970s? You know, this is what space is going to look yeah. like. Well, we haven't even connected to Alien yet. By the yeah. time this is over, yeah, know? exactly. So, um, but just cinematography in general, I yeah. think, looks cleaner. You know, like there's a lot of. I'm a big fan of scale shots. You okay. know, where the ship is kind of like off in the distance, and you see the storm, and you see clouds, and you're, mm. you've got your entry point, you know, ready to land this ship. I love scale shots like that. It feels like um, I've only seen, you know, I only watched Covenant just a, man, a week ago, okay. four or five days ago, so it's a little foggy, but I don't remember seeing a lot of those scale shots yeah. like I did in Prometheus. But anyway, um, Prometheus, there's some stupid characters in Prometheus that always get on my nerves, and I don't like stupid characters. Okay. So there's a lot there. The reason I bring that up is because I want to see if they... If they're here as well in Alien Covenant, later, oh, they're okay, there. they're there. Oh, okay. they're there. I don't think there is. Be- well, one, one. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, but yeah, so Prometheus. My big problem with all this is I don't think Prometheus or Alien Covenant does anything to improve the franchise. It doesn't. I don't care why or where the alien come from. I don't care where Jason Voorhees comes from. I don't care where Michael Myers. I don't care where Darth Vader comes from. I like painting that. You know, like, mm. in my imagination, I don't need eight hours leading up to Alien to tell me where this bad motherfucker came from. It's an alien. They went to a planet. On this planet, there were horrible things. And the horrible things came on the board. Ta-da! All right. Well, let's break it down. Let's talk about Alien Covenant. Set the table, Brian. Give me a sentence or two, okay? okay. Um, let's just talk about... You left the theater. Yes. Amazing. Awful. Mixed bag. Let's leave it there, Okay. My initial reaction was I enjoyed myself, but I definitely was underwhelmed. Yeah. And what were you expecting? Um, I was expecting a, a Ridley Scott, you know, like showcase. I wanted I wanted something that, you know, he's been waiting a long time to make this movie. I mean, we, we saw other scripts and things that got set aside because he had this movie he wanted to make. So it's like, all right, he had a vision in mind. And I just, I thought that vision was a lot cloudier than... I anticipated. I, yeah. I I expected better out of him, and, and, and that sounds. I mean, it, it's not to say this was bad. I just thought it could have yeah. been more. I think we're going to be on the same page. I was very curious on your response to this movie because mm. you're like, "Oh, dude, I want to talk about it." You know, um, let's let's do this. And I was like, "Okay, I'm going to go see it. We'll do a podcast." You know, and I was like, "Hmm, 
Brian usually really wants to talk because you're not you're not as um, I hate on a lot of movies. You're more positive <laughs> than I am. I'll be the okay. first to say that. But I was like, okay, well, man, he's not. You know, he's very positive. He wants to come on and really, you know, shine a light on how awesome Alien Covenant was. I didn't know where you're going to come from, um, you know, with this movie. But I, it looks like I'm going to be on a lot of the same page with you. I thought it was a mixed bag. Mm. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. I won't go back to the theater to watch it. No. I won't. I'm not going to be looking at the the watch for release day DVD Blu-ray. Um, I thought it was okay. I tell you what, I love the shit out of the Michael Fassbender show. Okay, I like Michael Fassbender as David slash Walter, which I'll get into later. I'll only go. I, I'll go so far as to say I liked 75 percent of it. Okay, um, I'll go watch the Inevitable Part Three. You know when it comes out, but a very mixed bag. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still don't have a. Um, I don't know, a full... I'll, I'll give it a score at the end of this, but I'm still... I want to see it one more time because I, I do think there's a lot going on in both these movies. I just haven't mm. made up my mind how much we need of it and how much does make sense or how much they're just throwing shit at us. Yeah. You know, and seeing if it sticks. But uh, let me read a synopsis from IMDb real quick. Um, the crew of a colony ship discover an uncharted paradise with a threat beyond their imagination and must attempt an escape. So just the bare bones there, all right? Not talking about the complex themes of creation yeah. and creator and creation, but just the bare bones plot there. What did you think of the setup to Alien Covenant? Um, so I thought that it seemed very weird that suddenly we had a new step in the xenomorph um, biology. Uh-huh. You know, everything we've seen thus far, uh, and that includes like crossovers with AVP. That includes that includes uh, graphic novels. You know, I've been like I said, I've been a big fan of you know Predators and Aliens for you know decades at this point, and I've read a lot of the extra material too. They've never once talked about this weird fungus spore thing. It, not even close. Like yeah. like it, this. It just suddenly we have a movie about this extra facet and I really don't think it was necessary. Yeah. Now in in its defense, I agree with you, but in its defense, I mean every everything has a beginning, right? I just don't need to be filled in on all the yeah. beginnings, all right? But I mean, so if this thing has a beginning because in Prometheus it was a bioweapon that they were creating on this planet, you know, that we go to. So it, it it started off there as that bioweapon, and then David kind of fucks with it until he has you know spores and you know that, whatever he's but that's, fucking that's, with. That's that's what I'm getting at is that it's this weird leap of logic. It was a bioweapon that basically turned people to coal, uh-huh. and from that we get this incubating creature that rips out of you and borrows some of your genetic material to create a a, a predator that has its own. You know, its own ecosystem that eventually, obviously, we see it in the future where it becomes, there. you know, has a queen and hive structure. Yeah. It's very complicated. I don't have it's, full understanding of it, it myself. Doesn't make, well, it, it makes, that's, uh, my complaint for this movie is that it seems like they were filming a Prometheus sequel. It's similar to how they were filming a Prometheus and said, oh, hell, we need to put an alien in here. Uh-huh. They were filming a Prometheus sequel. And because they wanted to attach it, they needed to shoehorn it into the Alien franchise. They were like, "Oh shit, we need to have, we need to have the Alien be involved in this." Yeah, because it could easily have been about the bioweapon. Yeah, and stayed about the bioweapon. It could have been about this weird fungus spore thing. Because well, I don't even understand. Like, because you look back at the beginning of Prometheus, where mm-hmm. they drop off that poor fucker at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> and he just he drinks it or whatever, and he yeah. just falls into the into the body of water. And then, so yeah, he turns people into coal dust or whatever. Yeah. But then later on, there's those 
vases or those vials, you know, mm-hmm. inside of that temple. Yeah. And then if you get too close to that, you know, or actually, like, so David has a little bit of that bioweapon in Prometheus. And he yeah. dips his finger in the water. Like, what the fuck's this crazy ass doing, you know? But when he dips his finger in the water, the guy drinks it and he turns into... Um, a fucking alien, you know? Yeah. It takes over his body, you know? I, I don't think there's anything in him at that point, because we, we'd never tell. Because we, they, we, we would never show him They torch him. They yeah. torch him, you know? But the other guy comes back, you know, all kind of crippled and crawling on the ground, and they torch him, too. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't understand all of that. But I don't I don't care. I could have looked all that up today, and I could have had an understanding. Yeah. But I, it just comes off too complicated. Like, no, I think that's a big turnoff to a lot of people. It is. And David's whole plan of... Or the, you know what I like? I like the fucking alien. Exactly. Okay? From 1979. The movie, That's what I like. The movie didn't have to have this extra step of, you know, David spending years uh, manipulating the genetic sequences and all these test things and look at all my, look at my creepy lab. Yeah. You know, we didn't need that. All we needed was David to basically eventually, you know, twirl his mustache and say, oh, I've been, I've been trying to create life because I was told I can't. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and see, I and I like that theme. Ex- well, exactly. I thought the theme was fine. It yeah. was just so over, like, like the the pre- like uh, the prequel of it. No, oh. the uh, the the beginnings of of that of of him telling that story and talking about you know what he did with Elizabeth and you know all this extra stuff or Ellen. What was the name of the captain for the first one? Uh, the the first one was Shaw. Yeah, it was Shaw. Yeah. It was Elizabeth Shaw. Yeah, I think Elizabeth Shaw, and then this one's Daniels. Yeah. Well, so there's this big long thing about him and Shaw, and you know, yeah, she didn't die in the crash, and all you know, all these things that you know he did to help nurture this critter. Except, if he was that smart to be able to do all this gene manipulation and create effect, effectively create the final face huggers, yeah, why didn't we just start there? Yeah, because you know what, like. It, it, I know there's going to be a couple people listening to this and be like, dude, it's cool to see the whole chain of alien, like the evolution of an alien. Okay, like, go back to, let, let's use horror for an example, yeah. the horror genre. Let's go into, there's a lot of horror tropes in Alien Covenant. Let's use the horror genre. Look at, um, what was it, Halloween 5, where they start talking about the, the, the alignment of the stars and how Michael Myers the is, col- the, the curse of er, Michael Myers. early Paul Rudd movie. Yeah, <laughs> was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right. I don't give a shit. Not at all. Okay? That's why I don't give a shit here. Like, there are some cool designs. Like, I kind of like the Neomorph. I kind of like the Protomorph. But you know what I care about is the Alien from 1979. Yeah. Still today, I think it's the one, best design. Absolutely. One of the the, uh, the actual original Geiger style yeah. is easily one of the scariest things we've ever yeah. seen. It just seems like a it, it's convoluted in this long, drawn-out story that we yeah. don't need. You know what it feels like? It feels like an airplane novel. Like, you're just kind of chilling, you're going to fucking Hawaii, and you got a 10-hour flight, and you're like, you know what, I want a little bit something more from the alien frame. It's not canon, I just want a cool alien story, too. Yeah. I, I like aliens. I can I see like that. I like alien mythology. That's what it feels like here. It doesn't feel like I need to know any of this. Well, ten. Do you have time for 8 to 10 hours of shit that you don't need to know about? <laughs> I don't, dude. You design, you design games, I'm constantly on video land, I'm watching marathons a month ahead of time. I don't got time for 10 hours of shit that I don't need to know about. My other... <laughs> I, I was so, uh, like, initially let down when I saw that they were on the planet of the Engineers. And, like, either the, we, we saw the bodies, they were crawling past, and I was like, this could be awesome. Yep. I was like, where are we going with this? Yep. I wanted, I wanted to find Engineers. Uh-huh. I wanted... And instead, we get a shitty backstory about... 
uh, an android gone bad. Yeah, exactly. And that's... And I, and I was going to save this for later when we talk about people doing dumb shit. Mm. But since we're talking about right when they go into that the paradise, right, with all yeah, the people kind yeah. of crippled over... No, they just got done running from aliens, right? When David takes them to that mm. to, to paradise, right? Don't you? Aren't you like okay? What is this civilization? What, shouldn't what, you shouldn't, be a little on guard? Yeah, this is this. Well, this is and you're you're a colonist. You're a smart motherfucker. You're gonna be. Oh no no! By that point, we have realized they are not. No. In fact, they are the opposite <laughs> of smart motherfuckers. Dude, these people all split up and go to separate areas in this creepy paradise place. They split up. They go to separate areas. Not a single one. They, they've got medical crew. Uh, not a single one of them has a, bre- a, a breather on. Uh, the, one of them sees the fungus and goes... Smells it, doesn't they? And, yeah, exactly. He, he gets closer to it, it. And he's like, oh, it's got this dusty shit coming yeah. out of it. Wouldn't you stop for a second and say, hey... Medical people, because yeah. obviously he wasn't. He was some other kind of crewman. But okay, but 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 hold up. They are colonists, right? They yeah. they are terraforming a planet. They are the selected crewmen. You had to go to college for that shit. To wake up, <laughs> you know, even if he was, you know, maybe he was with the, maybe uh, he's one of the crewmen that's there to build houses. But you know, I guarantee or, he's got whatever. a PhD. Exactly. He didn't fucking come you out know, of high school. If if this is about a say, you know, creating a new uh-huh. planet for humanity, yeah. The fifteen people that you wake up. Guess what? Those are going to be important people. Yeah. Not the kind of jackass that goes for a piss this, break. This is a trillion dollar colonist trip, okay? They are not going to send Bob the janitor. Exactly. That goes for a piss break that decides, ah, I'm going to go ahead and you know have a smoke in the jungle. Yeah. I'll sit down next to these spores. And then when he's done, flicks his, like, yeah. he flicks his cigarette out of the woods. I'm like, what's protocol for colonizing a new planet? <laughs> exactly. Burn it, it down first. Burn it down? <laughs> Yeah, like I just they're the the beginning colonist guys. Now, if they would have taken five minutes, five minutes to separate the colon, you know. So I'm gonna go to uh, AVP one, uh-huh. uh, where not a great movie, a fun movie, but they take a minute to basically say, "Here are the smart people, the people who are here who are scientists, and all these guys with guns. They're really just meat shields to keep the scientists alive. Uh-huh. They're not supposed to be smart." They're just there to shoot shit. If we would have had that scene to basically say, here's the scientists, folks. Put them in white coats, perhaps. Yeah. And here are the, you know, these are the, the co- co- colony security. Or, uh, or hell, just make it, these are all just the spouses of the doctors. Yeah. You know, who, who knows? Whatever we've got. You know, I don't care. But I guarantee the main crew are smart people. Exactly. All and them. they should be smarter than what they were in the first half hour of this movie, or even if you're after you're running from those um, um, the the aliens, the right? The little razor tail creepy yeah. aliens. When you're running from them, David takes you here. Okay, fine. Maybe you're a little trying to catch up, right? What, yeah. What's going on here? But I'm sorry. Once you go past that gate and you see thousands of stone bodies kind of crippled over, you pause. You pause, and if you're not scared as fuck, then you're as a smart person. You're gonna be like, this is a, a fucking ancient find. This is an ancient civilization. You stop and start never heard. taking samples. Yeah, you, you don't go. One lady goes and washes her face in a fucking stone sink. Yeah, like I'm like, why did you go in there by yourself? It wants to go with these crazy old school horror tropes. Yeah, you know. So are you gonna be uh, the, the sci-fi version of the woman going to the ba- uh, going to the uh, the outhouse in uh, yeah. in Friday the Thirteenth Three? You want to be philosophical? You want to hit on these deep things, or do you want to be a a campy horror movie? Yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Which takes me back. I want to bitch more about stupid characters, but let's do that at the end. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, I want to talk about uh, Ridley Scott here. He said that uh, 
they, they asked him, you know, why did you make the Xenomorph the star again? You know, did you hear about this? No. No, yeah, this is this is crazy to me. Ridley Scott told Yahoo Movies, well, the reaction to Prometheus. That was the reason that he made the Xenomorph the star again. Instead of giving us Own Your Bad Baby, yeah. give us the sequel to Prometheus. Maybe Prometheus had a nice right hook. You yeah. know, maybe they had a good story there. He goes, we discovered from Prometheus, the fans were really frustrated, which I think we yeah, were. Yeah, okay. Right? And uh, they wanted to see more of the original monster. And I thought he was definitely cooked with an orange in his mouth. So I thought, wow, okay, I'm wrong. The fans, in a funny kind of way, they're not the final word. But they are the reflection of your doubts about something. And then you realize I was wrong or I was right. I think that's where it comes in. I think you're not sensible if you don't actually take the fans' reaction into account. And I think you can take it into account... But again, I, I think that was the worst thing they did was make this an alien-centric movie because yeah. I still have a lot of questions yeah. about Prometheus. Like, why why did the engineers want to kill us? Why, was it, was yeah, it just like, was why it did the, the old biblical flood kind of thing where we were just, you know, sinners that, you know, went astray and they just wanted to start over? Yeah, why do they, why did they have any reason to create this horrible, this, this horrible plague, effectively? Yeah. Why do they want to create this bioweapon alien to, to take us out, you yeah. know? It could be as simple as, hey, we just need to purge the Earth, okay? It could be as simple as that. But they build up this huge engineer Prometheus, the origins of mankind in Prometheus, and yeah. then they drop it, they throw us aliens, they, they give us some Prometheus beats to get us to alien, mm -hmm. and then it it is the Michael Fassbender David show. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you want to... Back up a little bit. You want to tell us about, a little what's going on? Yeah, so I don't agree with that at all. You can take it into, yeah. you know, consideration. But the the, the fans, you, me, we, yeah. we don't know his big picture. But the movie, supposedly, was originally going to be called Paradise. They were going to go to Paradise, you know, and they were which they did. Yeah, I would like to have seen, you know, him spill that bioweapon on. Uh, the engineers and kill Shaw and you know do some um, you know mad scientist Frankenstein. I think that would have made a great second movie. Yeah, and fill in the blanks. Maybe Prometheus was a great idea. Yeah, they did some stupid shit, but maybe there was a, a story worth exploring. Yeah. I, I don't know because we'll never get it. Instead, you give me a movie that I think we've been on the same page this whole review where yeah. you, it's a little bit of Prometheus, a little bit of Alien. It's just a, this hodgepodge, and they did it for the fans. They got scared because they wanted to make yeah. a billion bucks, and they're not even making a billion dollars because they're confusing everybody. Yeah. So, I don't know, but uh, are you on the same page with that as well? I am. I, I think that it's it tries too hard to uh, it tries too hard to jump that gap. I think that this kind of story could have taken two movies and have the first one focus on David's you know spin down into uh, into madness from where he was before, uh -huh. or you completely forego. The idea of the uh, you don't you don't tease us with the engineers. Yeah, you don't you you leave it off completely. I learned jack shit from the engineers from this, didn't you? No, nothing. The, the only thing that we got was a a, a shitty flashback uh, about him dropping the bombs. And now I'm even more confused because it looks like when he dropped the bio weapon on them, mm -hmm. and he was reading Ozzy Mendez or whatever. Yeah. He, Looking at them, they look like they had rags on. They don't look... Yeah, they, they didn't look like a spacefaring people. They looked they like... They didn't look like the steroided out, like, you know, um, alpha males that were in Prometheus. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they were still big. And they, know, were, they didn't look like the alphas from Prometheus. So are yes. we on the wrong planet? Was this a... Is this just... A, no, it couldn't have been, because there was temples and everything. There, there was, were temples. There was the, well, the ship was... The, the, they had the ship there. The, yeah. the ship receiver or whatever. Because that was kind of cool. That, like, thing that kind of picked up the sea ship. Yeah. 
Um, but there were the the statues of the uh, the engineer armor. You know, like this was their one of their planets. I don't understand why this one was was this the ghetto? You know, was this like the, exactly? Did, you know, did the, this particular ship went here because this was the closest engineer planet? Yeah, because you know what I was thinking about. I I think the planet they were originally going to be call, uh, going to was called Orgai Six. I yes. think. Yeah. Um, I don't have it in my notes, but if you think Orgai Six is going to be an engineer planet because it has. You it know, has everything. everything it's perfect. You you know, they, we've done all the simulations. You know that sort of thing. You think they would Maybe? pick up life there, though? I don't know how deep their scanners go for something like that. I would. They, they obviously know where they're going. Well, if, if they know, uh, if they know about a hydrosphere. You know, if they if they've been able to to scan it to the point where they know that exactly. it can sustain life, they should probably have the ability of knowing whether yeah. or not there's life. I, on I will give this movie a little bit of credit on bare bones setup. Yeah. I do like the natural progression. Like, so if you look at Prometheus, it's about a bunch of explorers going to search for the origins of mankind. Um, Alien Covenant, you have a colony ship. You know, it's going yeah. and they're sending thousands of, you know, uh, colonists out. They're going to, you know, try to start life, you know, somewhere. Cool. Alien, uh, then you have what? Alien 3 is going to be probably about a bunch of colonists getting mouthfucked by aliens. <laughs> okay, whatever the sequel is to that. But then you have Alien, yeah. which is a, a kind of a fun, you know, tight little space truckers, blue collar mm-hmm. workers. And then Alien, Space Marines, Alien 3, prison movie, Alien 4. I don't know what the fuck that's about. But, <laughs> but you know, I like that natural progression. Yeah. I do like that they went with colonists this time yeah. around. But overall, it didn't do much for me. But yeah. I do like the bare bones setup. No, it'd be interesting to see, you know, maybe if they if he ends up doing a third Prometheus chain movie prequel, whatever. If it'd be interesting to see, will that be mostly because at this point, at the end of this movie, it's effectively an alien movie. Yeah, you know, the Prometheus factor is yep. gone. You know, there's which is the, crazy to me. There, there, How can you introduce something like that and yeah. then not pay us off? Yeah, there's there is it, it's gone. There's nothing there because now we all we have is. Embryos, eggs, so forth and so on. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have any of the little vials on him anymore. You know, there's none there. We yeah. saw him get on the ship. He wasn't carrying anything. Yeah. Uh, just the two embryos in his mouth. Just the know? two embryo- embryos in his mouth. Yeah. Which I even thought that was... Yeah. Let's let's save that for the end because I got a okay. lot of bitching to do there. Okay. Yeah. That was my number one thing where I left. I'm like, what? Literally, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into some of the more complex themes here. Did you like, because earlier I talked about how mm-hmm. I think these themes would be better in Blade Runner. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Did you even like the Michael Fassbender shit? It doesn't seem like you did that much. Um. So I liked, I liked it, but I thought that it took too long to get anywhere. Uh-huh. Those scenes were long. Uh, this was a, this was, this movie felt a lot longer than it needed to be. And when we got into some of the deep philosophy, so fingering <laughs> uh, the the scene where you've got David. Good way to bring it around, right? Perfect way to bring around the fingering. Um, the the scene where you've got David talking to Walter uh, about basically the 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 whole you know we we are creations, but we aren't alive because we can't create. You know, th- that kind of thing. And, you know, I'll teach you how to do the, uh, the fi- I'll teach you how to finger. Yeah. You know, that whole scene. I thought it was a kind of a cool concept of the, these two androids basically kind of learning from each other. Yeah. You know, this one obviously has had 10 extra years of, of stuff to yeah. do. An android or a synthetic teaching another android to create, which I, I thought was cool. Yeah, I, I thought that was a neat yeah. concept. I just thought that scene went on way too Yeah, so do more. I. 
And again, um, I don't know what this movie's trying to to be. You know, like it wants to be heavy. It wants to be philosophical. It wants yeah. to give you '80s horror tropes, and then it wants to be an independent movie. Like yeah. that scene reminded me of something you would see in a small independent science yeah. fiction movie. Yeah. So I don't know where what they want me to feel from this movie. Yeah. I, I like it, but in the context of the movie, it had a lot of good beats that didn't synchronize well. Yeah, and with, with so with the deeper themes here, I don't know or deeper story. I don't know how I feel when I get to Alien 1979 mm-hmm. that an android or a synthetic is the the catalyst for the entire franchise. Yeah, no, that, I, I don't. I don't buy it because then you meet Ash. He's a dick. Okay. Yeah. An alien. An alien. Yeah. And then Bishop's cool and aliens. So is this whole movie, this whole franchise, which we thought was very Ripley centric, is it become whole all synthetic centric? Which then again, I'm like, tie that to Blade Runner. What are you going to do with Blade Runner if you because if 2049 is successful, they're going to want a trilogy. You're taking, you just blew my mind. You're taking all of the the stuff that you want for you know um, a Blade Runner trilogy, and you're fitting it into Alien. You just blew my mind because other than Prometheus, which is I mean, I guess, I guess it is David centric. It's eventually. This is definitely David. I mean, this this is this is no it it, is. from the opening scene to yeah. the end. This is David centric. It, it, it makes Prometheus David centric. Yeah. You know, so Prometheus, you've got David centric. Alien Covenant, utterly David centric. Yeah. They're anchoring this whole franchise on uh, Alien a synthetic. Alien goes to back to Ash, who is. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna pause in my synthetic mind oh. blow real quick. You've got synthetics in Prometheus in the the Alien Covenant area that are self healing. Oh. You know they cannot be effectively destroyed. And then years later, this is what I was talking about that technology that technology gap. Yeah. Years later, you've got shitty milk leaking uh, androids that can be, you know. Knocked, knocked, knocked for a loop, and their head comes off. Yeah, you know, not the ninja that David was. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. And now you see all the problems I have with like BVS and suicide. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Thought we were gonna get through this <laughs> cockbite. All right, but so anyway, back to my mind blow. Uh, so Ash, uh, he, you know, alien is Ash centric. We've got Bishop. It kind of saves the day in Aliens. Very selfless. Very so yeah, he has that that modular like um, he cannot harm people. Yeah, and then well, and then we have the moment where you know Ripley's cursing his name because she thinks he left him because yeah. but he turns around he's like nope I'm a good synthetic yeah. and I was there. Alien three, it's not so much about the synthetics, yeah. but it is about the uh, 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 bishop the his creator uh-huh. Wayland's there. Uh, because he shows up at the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then in Alien Resurrection, which you uh, have, yeah, what's her name? Why not a Ryan? Anna, Anna, Anna Lee or something like that. Yeah, I mean, so she's super robot, and you've got a synthetically created life form in the Ripley Seven or whatever yeah, yeah. she is. Like it is seriously all about, with the exception of Alien Three, and that's a stretch. Yeah, the only you know what the only way I would care right now is um, I don't know if you did you watch the Blade Runner twenty forty nine trailer? Uh, the new one, the yeah. Yeah, the, the full trailer. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. There's only one full trailer. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but there is a very quick blink and you miss it. There is a um, a tube or a tank, glass tank, and it shows what I. It looks exactly like an engineer floating in the. Tank. Oh, really? Yeah, 
And you look at the DVD, I think it was for, uh, what was it? I think it was one of the old Alien movies. Um, Waylon and, um, uh, well, what's the, the Waylon Yutani? No, yeah, well, what's the guys from Blade Runner? Oh, um, it's skipping me right now. Oh, hell. Yeah. yeah. If, if you get, if you, if it comes back to you, yeah. throw it out there. Um, but yeah, they're supposed to be connected. Tyrell. Tyrell. Gotcha. So I guess like, um, Waylon, I might have this backwards, but Waylon learned everything that he knows from like, you know, Tyrell Corporation. Well, Tyrell. It, 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 it it's would... both Ridley Scott properties. Yeah. And, but you know, no one's come out and said that is an engineer in that tube. All right. In that tank. The only way this is going to make sense to me is mm-hmm. I, I do think it's a perfect crossover. I think yeah, I mean, be. like, it, it would if they're both in the the same universe. Yeah, because I've always wondered, you know, like when you're looking at Alien 1 and you're looking at aliens, like I've always wanted to be like, what does Earth look like at this point? Yeah. What's going on on Earth, you know? And I think it'd be interesting if Earth was oh. looking Blade Runner. So if you want to do a crossover, I'm with you. Okay, but if you're not going to do a crossover, I don't, I still, I mean, I've been harping on this a lot, this conversation. Predator versus Decker. Let's connect them all. Yeah, well, right now I've heard, like, I haven't read the the article, but somehow this movie here wipes out the Predator, or the alien Predator kind of thing. You know, um, this one here, uh, Covenant, sorry, yeah. This movie, we just talked about every alien movie. Oh, that it wipes out, that it wipes out the The, the consistent, yeah, the the connection to Predator. I, I... I'll think about that. I have no connection to AVP, so I don't. I don't even. Know. I do. That's actually. I. I actually did like this the, movie wipe that out. I, I'm try, well, I might have to think a little deeper on it. Okay, exactly. I don't have all that knowledge there, but uh, there was an article saying that this movie here goes back and erases everything, so you could probably reset. Oh shit! It totally would have to. AVP up later on. Because no. I, want, I want a good AV, AVP movie. Oh, so here's the thing: AVP specifically AVP two because it takes place on Earth. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I guess AVP one does too. That takes place in like 2015 or something or 2017, uh-huh. but filmed back then or 2020 or whatever. And that one, uh, they're not doing space travel and stuff yet. Okay. And there's aliens. There's okay. full on xenomorphs queens on Earth. And if that can't, so either. Yeah, okay. No, that the, the, the Prometheus franchise basically Erased. disconnects the AVP. Which I'm fine stuff. with that because I think the AV or AVP is a is a pantheon idea. Mm. We just haven't seen it done right. You know, I yeah. want to see a badass. So if that's if that's the case, let's reboot that. I'm I'm cool with that. Um, so I don't have all the You'd th- have to do it more like the original comics where it's uh all sci-fi. Where yeah. where where it's not on Earth, it's on an alien planet. Colonists, that's because that's the original. The original AVP comics were all set in uh, in space. What if David fucks around and he creates predators too? I'd shit. <laughs> I'd shit. But no, either cross these over, or I honestly don't know what you're. Is, yeah. is Ridley Scott? Because I know he's not directing twenty forty nine. So is you know he's just a producer on that. Uh, but what are you gonna do? Are you gonna just have all this too heavy science fiction? Uh, you know, with all, heavy with heavy about themes, replicants like, and shit. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Unless you want to do the crossover, if you want to do the crossover, that's you might have my attention with that. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, interesting. So I I don't know how I feel about a synthetic being the catalyst for Alien nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, it feels quite literally like. Um, I mean, it is it's too on fact, the nose. It is Deus Ex Machina. It's I mean, too like, on the it nose. Is, it is the guy of the machine because he is the machine. Okay, how about this? Try this one on. They still haven't said who the space jockey is in 1979, Alien. Yeah. Okay, that could be it. It's just it's a suit. Yeah. You think that's David? Oh, I doubt it. Hard telling. Oh, because doesn't it have a uh, doesn't it have its chest blown out? Yeah. 
That is it. It could be David. No. And I, I don't think I want. I don't want I don't, that. Wouldn't I don't, that suck? I, would, I wouldn't want that. Wouldn't, wouldn't that suck if that the ship that they find is David's ship? And you know, I don't know. I could see them doing something like that. It would be. Imagine the the people who don't care as much. They're in the seats and they're just you know, hey, the the. Better be careful, because the Fast and Furious fans. <laughs> you know, the, the people who just don't, they go to the movies for escapism. They don't yeah. think I'm, uh, you know, on movies like we do. They're not thinking that deep. And they're just like, oh, he gets in, he puts a suit Deadpool on. Fans. Yeah, exactly. Deadpool fans. <laughs> but, yeah, we, yeah we're tr- we better tread lightly. But uh, <laughs> uh, he puts the suit on, you know, and he's infected. Yeah. And he goes to sleep like in in the in the space jockey suit, and mm. the credits come on. They're like, "Oh my oh, god, no. I need to go home and pop in Alien 1979." <laughs> so I hope it doesn't go that route. But again, like you said, after this, I think they're done with engineers unless Or Guy Six. How is, they gonna? Is how they gonna, also an engineer planet? They yeah. have to bring it around full circle. They would be stupid not to yeah. have such a, a, a has such a really cool imagery. A neat-looking race, you know. They're obviously kind of proto-humanish uh-huh. sort of thing. Like they're neat. They're neat. Yeah. And we see them get to turn to coal. And pushing Prometheus so hard on seeking, you know, the origins of mankind, and then never talking about that yeah. again. I mean, they I, have to bring it full circle. They the, can't just be that ship right there. Okay, because we have not seen the alien xenomorph from 1979, so it has to be tinkered with. Um, by David at some point in the next movie to get that purebred 1979 yeah. alien because we've got the protomorph in this and we got the uh, uh, I forget what they call the other one but it's almost there at the end of this but it still has a little bit of things to do to make that 1979 pure breed mm. which means something has to happen in that next movie for it to get that purebred unless we're just seeing a different evolution of it could you be. know could be. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we're, that doesn't matter at this point, I guess, until the next one comes out. Even if we get one, but um, do you think any of these characters, including Michael Fassbender, mm-hmm. um, are going to have be worthy of like Ripley's legacy? Not at all. None, right? D- See, here's the thing. I thought David in Prometheus was the highlight of that show. Uh-huh. Uh, like he was. Just, like was, I do was, like Mike. I love Michael Fassbender. So do I. Was David and Walter. I really do. I yeah. think it was too much. And if I had okay, if I had to take it or leave it, I'll leave it. Okay. Yeah. But I really do enjoy Michael Fassbender as a synthetic. Absolutely. I think yeah. he did a great job. Um, I just this this movie. I think you know what I think the reason why it worked so well in Prometheus is because it was the first time we got to see that style of acting of acting the synthetic. You know that kind of you know precision movements coming out of Fassbender. You know that kind of thing. Uh-huh. This time we got. A double dose of it. We got an '80s TV twin, you know, like yeah. in, down to the haircutting. But didn't he dye his hair in Prometheus? What well, I thought to look so. to look like Lawrence of Arabia. I thought so. Peter O'Toole. Yeah. How long does that dye last? And it grows like because he has blonde long hair, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I don't remember him having long blonde hair. You know, I thought he dyed it for that yeah. that that look. I don't know. It's I I liked him. I just thought it was a little much. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, this was the David show. Yeah. I did like that scene though, where you have David and, um, the Neomorph. That's what it was. You have the protomorph, the little gray ones. No, no, no. The pro, yeah. The Neomorph is the albino looking thing, I believe. Yeah. The thing where you couldn't quite tell where its mouth was until its head opened up. Yeah. Now I, uh, I like the scene though, where he's staring at it. Yeah. And they're trying to figure each other out mm-hmm. and then they light it up, you know, and they start firing at it. But I like that quick little scene of like David just 
trying to look at it, looking at his creation like it's alive. Yeah, you know that was that was um, that was pretty cool. But yeah, I like they 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 are anchoring him to take over. Hell, it's the second movie, to positioning him as that legacy filler you know yeah. you're gonna look at the the original three movies with Ripley when you think of Prometheus you're gonna be thinking Michael Fassbender he's gonna have a huge role in the next one you know yeah. by the end of this movie which we'll talk about here in a little bit later but looking at the rest of the cast I did not like Daniels did Daniels you like Daniels was the... she was the female protagonist in this uh, okay, so... I, I don't really want to turn the, well, let's just do it anyway but that's what we've been doing this is pretty much a Prometheus versus <laughs> Alien Covenant, but yeah. if, if I have to, I will take Shaw um, from Prometheus any day over the week over Daniels. Daniels here, the, the main female protagonist in this movie, was a waste of my time. She did not do one thing cool or have one cool scene, in my opinion. I I didn't mind her because she got tossed into that situation. This is a this is the first time that I've seen this kind of thing in all, in all, where. The not only does the captain die, who by the way was played by James Franco, it, oh. uh, I the fact that he was in it, I was like, why? Why? What the fuck? I was like, did Danny McBride was like, hey, if I'm gonna be in this, yeah. you gotta bring my buddy along for a cameo shot. I made a joke, you know the the two thousand colonists that are in pods. Yeah, it's probably the whole cast of Sausage Party. <laughs> <laughs> That, that would have been great at the end, like, when... Uh, Michael Sarah comes when, out. When they're checking, they, like, he does, like, the wipe off of... Or the little hand press thing. Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen's in there, and, you know, he's like, hey. Yeah. Hey, with a doobie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but James Franco, like, it took me out of the scene. Oh, really? It, it went, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just almost dropped the mic. James Franco. Yeah. It took me out of the movie because it was James fucking Franco. Like, okay, I missed the scene where... Um, April actually pointed out to me in the theater. Okay. She goes, that's James Franco when right before he got burnt up. Yeah, see, I didn't... Okay, I didn't catch that. I didn't... I, I couldn't tell you in the white little... The white... The thing, the, the headpiece yeah. you gotta put on before you get frozen or whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was James Franco until she was looking at the picture frame thing. Okay, so that's the thing. That's I, when that's when I was like, oh, fuck, that's James Franco. If you want to put James Franco in an alien movie as a nice little Easter egg, I'm completely cool with that. Um, Daniel Craig was in Star Wars. Yeah. I think Tom Hardy is in the new Star Wars as a little Easter egg. Um, what's his name from uh, Shaun of the Dead? Simon Pegg was in Force Awakens. That's cool. Let your, let your A-listers have fun in the franchises they love. Yeah. But when she starts playing that little laptop where he's rock climbing, it looked like she was like married to the guy from 127 Hours. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie where he has to cut off his fucking arm? No. He's a rock climber? No. Yeah, it looked like he's fucking James Franco from 127 Hours. It just, it took me out. And I'm like, if you want to... Oh, wait, so he's in 127 He's in 127 see, that, see, that's the thing. That's going to be your hang-up, because I uh, had no problem with well, him my, being in the thing. My hang-up was James Franco. Uh, <laughs> only because I think it would have been more emotional... You know, from a character standpoint, if this is just some guy that she's reflecting on, this is my husband, you know, um, and now he's dead, you know, and I'm on this journey mm. without my husband, and she wants to build a cabin by the lake, you know, and live out their life on this new planet. But it's James Franco. It's like, I know James Franco, you know, it's like, I just, it kind of took me out. Oh, see, I did, it didn't bug me at all. I, yeah. I, I was like, oh, it's James Franco, look at that. Yeah. I was like, also, he's dead now. He's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, he's dead. Like, you were in this for two <laughs> seconds, and you, your only speaking role is on a recording. Yeah. But, uh, but with Shaw, I will take Shaw any day over. I think she has a more interesting just character in general. She's, mm -hmm. you know, uh, she wants to find the origins of mankind. This lady wants to, uh, Daniels wants to build a cabin build a by cabin the lake. lake with James Franco. Yeah. Sounds great. Just not, <laughs> just not that interesting. 
Just not that interesting to me. Um, Shaw, going back to just, let's talk about scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Shaw has pretty close to a Pantheon-level scene for me. A Pantheon-Ridley Scott scene. Let me okay. back that up. And that's in Prometheus where she's um, she finds out she's pregnant when she couldn't be, you know, couldn't be pregnant, couldn't have any kids. Yeah. And um, David tells her that she has a, an alien inside of her. She busts out of the room. She goes to that abortion machine. Yeah. Okay, takes all those... Um, um, you know those medicine injections or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, she gets in there and she that thing rips an alien out of her stomach. That is a a creative horror scene right yeah. there. Staples her up, um, and then she gets out. I love that scene. I think that's great. Um, Daniels doesn't have anything like that abortion alien machine, yeah. for lack of a better word, you know. But uh, Sean doesn't have anything like that, and. Um, well, again, that goes to them dumbing down some of the technology to well, try and create that bridge to Alien. Because an Alien, they sure as hell wouldn't have a super sci-fi abortion machine. Yeah. And that's I, that, I really feel that some of the technology that we were See, looking like, at... I don't think that's the reason, though, because, again, it's only 10 years difference, but I think the reason that we were so more sophisticated in Prometheus was because it was... It, they even mentioned it's a trillion-dollar um, voyage um, exploration funded by... Um, Whalen. Yeah. This one here is not funded by Whalen, which is still going to be expensive. I mean, you got a fucking colony ship with yeah, two thousand colonists. It's a colony ship. Yeah. So I think it's just a ten year gap. I don't think because I think they had some pretty good technology for what it was worth. They just uh, didn't have an abortion machine that belonged to um, what's her name, the uh, um, Furiosa, Charlie <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's Theron, and they only made like three of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they said in Prometheus. Oh, boy. But yeah, with the characters in general, I, I'll take Daniels over... I'm sorry, I'll take um, Shaw over Daniels any time, man. I thought yeah. she was a um, more fascinating character. Um, it seems like Ridley Scott keeps on trying to set up a female lead. You know, yeah. like a Sigourney Weaver. Like, he had Shaw on that one. Um, had Daniels in this one. And the supporting cast in this, on paper, in trailers, looks great. Yeah. Looks great. But then they do nothing. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Demian... Beecher, something like that. He's in Hateful Eight and Machete Kills. I'm not. I'm a Tarantino fan, but I'm not a big Machete or um, Hateful Eight fan. Okay. But have you ever watched Hateful Eight? No. He's, he plays Bob the Mexican in Hateful Eight. One of my favorite performances in that movie. And he all he's in Machete Kills. Not a big Machete Kills fan. Big Machete fan. Not Machete Kills. Yeah. He's great in Machete Kills. He's the highlight of Machete Kills for me. And in this, he does nothing. He's the Latino guy in this. Oh, well, this doesn't sound awful. When did he die? Which one was it? Exactly. I can't even tell you. I've watched it once and he left such a... Didn't even leave an impact on it. Is that the guy who got his like lower half of his face torn off? He was the... one of the last, I think, to die. But he was around for a while. Okay. But I, I can't even remember how he died. Oh, no. It was... Uh, that was the guy who went down... <laughs> uh, went went down with the... the <laughs> went down with the black guy um, <laughs> to the egg chamber. And he came back up. Because he basically he's the one that had the uh, ass on his face. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yep. Okay, yep. yeah. All right. Nothing, nothing to do there. And then you look at um, <clears throat> Billy Crudup. See, I actually was impressed. See, I like what's there, but then they do nothing with him. Like he says at the like I I was really on board because he Franco dies. He has to take over the ship. I'm like I like that this guy yeah. doesn't have enough confidence. He's trying to earn the respect. I like that because in my mind it's like. He's going to have to make some calls later. Yeah. Okay? And then he keeps on talking about his faith. Never brought back up again. Exactly. Okay? And Shaw talks about her faith in Prometheus. Never brought up again. And then he says a line. Okay? 
he says a line that's so badass, again, goes nowhere. He goes, as a child, I saw the devil. Okay? Yeah. I know what the devil looked like when I was a child. Something like that. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, are, we gonna, are we going to hear what's going on? What's nothing. Nothing. No, <laughs> nothing. He, 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 no he, he, I thought he did a great job with and, and the first chapter. He, he had a great opener, but there was no closer for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he says, I, I, uh, he saw the devil as a child. Awesome. Tell me, tell me more. <laughs> tell, yeah. You know, like such a throwaway line. Yeah, and it but, wasn't even like a like a one liner. That's cool. No, you know? it was part of a conversation. It was part of a conversation. Part of his character. Yeah, you know, I, and I t- I totally get that. Where it's just like, why wh- why aren't we hearing more about what's going on with you? You know. Yeah. The, so I feel like we're ragging on this a lot. Uh, let's let's talk about something positive. Okay. Well, um, real quick, did you notice that subtle gay scene that was in it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it was so subtle. Not not a bad thing. Not a positive. Not a negative. Yeah, just the, was... the the fact that they were that they were married. Uh, you know that the one was dying yeah. and I, I thought okay, that okay, was... let's, yeah. I'll spin that into a positive. I do like how that uh, in Prometheus or Prometheus Alien Covenant here they didn't have to spell out to you that these yeah. these were couples. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't need some exposition of why they were picked to go on this colony journey. I like that you can learn that if you're just paying attention to the story. Yeah, exactly. If you just watch the movie with, with open eyes, you go, oh, shit, those two are together. Yeah. And I did like Danny McBride. Again, he didn't have nothing to do. But I, I said that at the beginning when they cast him, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I think he's going to look cool in an alien movie. I'm, I thought he looked cool as Tennessee. And I'm glad, glad, super glad that he didn't they didn't turn him into comic relief. He didn't turn him into Danny McBride. That yeah, that he Motherfucking he was, aliens. <laughs> that he was a serious character. Mm-hmm. He you know you, yeah, they had a the little exchange about the, you know, my wife's tits and stuff in the beginning. Except that scene was not about him. That was the four of them all making this joke, and all that did was show that these guys are friends. They uh-huh. know each other. You know that was that was a good scene, and it wasn't just Danny McBride being like, "Let's talk about titties." Yeah, you know, like it was it was a good scene, and then seeing some emotion out of him, you know, seeing like legitimate, you know, the the my wife's down there. I'm taking this ship down there, and yeah. like his his co, his co crew were like, "You're gonna kill two thousand colonists." Yeah. Come on, you know, like I I really I thought Danny McBride did a fantastic job showing that. All, you know, was he like Oscar worthy? Of course not. Yeah, but no, but he I think he fit he, the universe. He shows that if that if he's cast in a role that isn't just comic relief, that he can do well. Yeah, and I and that that means a lot to me because everything else he's ever done is Danny McBride in a different shade. Yeah. Um, but the uh, uh, the scene, the Danny McBride scene toward the end, where like I thought, I thought we were get, we we has got the gun, and you know they're they're hunting hunting down the alien yeah, in yeah. the in the corridors. I thought we were gonna get a Danny McBride you know chuckle fest there yeah. at the end, and we didn't. Danny Brideism. Yeah, I thought we were gonna get a McBrideism, yeah. and we didn't, and I loved that. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. That they you. that they didn't like just you know ham fist a little dick dick and fart joke at the end. Exactly. You know they they. <laughs> They kept him to yeah. the character that he was, and I, I very happy with that. Yeah, um, and I do like the Prometheus. Sad alien, that he's obviously going to die. The Prometheus <laughs> Alien Covenant theme. I do like that theme. It, yeah. it comes off very, uh, I don't know, kind of Superman to me. Like, does that make sense to you? Like the just the it's very. Um, I don't want to say it. 
it's not scary. It's not a scary theme. Like okay. the Prometheus, Prometheus theme, it's not scary. It's very, um, I don't know, very alive, very kind of, yeah. um, I don't know, sci- very science fiction, but not scary, if that makes okay. sense. I don't know how to describe it, but it's very, it's fun. It's yeah. upbeat. And you would think it would be scary for an Alien Covenant movie. Yeah. You know, so I like that. And I, I do think, hey, this, this is a Ridley Scott movie. I'm not a huge fan of Ridley Scott. He's hit or miss for me. But, dude, whoever his DP is for this, the movie looks good. His, all of his movies look great. So the only scary part of this movie, in my in my opinion, was the initial where uh, McBride's wife brought the infected dude back to the ship. Uh-huh. That whole scene with the are we getting the negatives again? No, no, no. This is the, the, okay. that 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 was like I honestly did have a couple of moments where I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" You know, yeah. I didn't expect the ship to blow up. I did not expect half of those people to yeah. die that early on. Uh, I like the body horror. The body horror was it good. Was I mean, really good. We've seen the chest burster. It's cool to see. These things coming out of people's backs and, and face throats. out of his. It, it was wherever the spore went in. Yeah, yeah. You know, like so again, had really good stuff involved. Um, I just, I see you liked the kind of half human protomorph thing. I, I thought it was okay. I, I'm not going to write home to mother about it. <laughs> okay, it is. I see. I thought that that thing was stupid looking, uh-huh. just goofy looking. Yeah, because like it, it doesn't have a scary face. And it moved so fast on the screen when it bit what's her face's head off. Um, the the chick by the the stone pool. Yeah. When it went chomp, it, the, the albino one. Yeah, that's the yeah that's the neo morph. Okay, its head unfolds so fast yeah. and so CGI that I I'm like, where the fuck is its mouth? Is yeah. in its neck? You know, like what? Yeah. And then when it's standing there, you know, it's a cool scene with David and him just kind of standing there looking at each other, but it still doesn't have eyes, uh, which is good because none of the xenomorphs should. Yeah. Fuck you, Alien Resurrection. Um, <laughs> I need to watch those again. I, I have not watched Alien 3 or Resurrection in a long Alien time. Alien 3, the director's cut, is actually really good. Okay. Um, I need to see it. I, there's a lot of people who will stand up for Alien 3. I, 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 think, the, the, I think the director's cut is, is really good. Okay. Um, not Alien or Aliens level good, but good. You know, it's got one of my favorite, like, at least memorable scenes. And it's where, you know, uh, Ripley's up against the wall and she's trying to get away from the alien and the thing's coming and it's, out of, and it's, pins her to the wall. Yeah. You know? And that's just a cool, memorable scene. It's a good shot. Yeah. And then, so, the novelization of that explains a little, a little bit more where the reason why it gets all up in her grill. Because, again, the Xenomorphs don't have eyes. They uh-huh. don't see the world. They, they smell it. They feel it. They, and... It gets all up close to her, and she breathes. She's like, you know, she's holding her breath. In the in the, <laughs> the novelization, it talks about how you know she's holding her breath because she doesn't want this thing to find her, and it's gonna kill her. It's gonna kill her, and she, you know, her lungs are on fire, and she takes that one last, you know, she can't help it, uh-huh. and it smells the queen on her breath. Okay, and that's why it says, "Nope, I'm done," and leaves because you're carrying mama. And that's that again. I think there's parts of it that are very cool. Yeah, it's a very neat. Idea and I kind of ripped on it a lot, early, um, you know, earlier. But I, you know, at the end of the day, again, I don't need it. I don't need it. If I had to take it or leave it, I yeah. would leave it. But at the end of the day, it is kind of cool to see all these different designs of an alien. Before we get into the one that we love from 1979, you know, Alien and the Aliens. Um, again, I'll leave it if I have to. But yeah. you know, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's kind of cool to see these different versions. You know? I don't consider it necessary watching. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's lots of times where I'll look at somebody and say. No, unless you're an asshole, 
you need to watch the prequels to go into Star Wars. Yeah. Like, it is, they are part of the story. There will be beats that recall back to that. I don't think I tell people that they have to watch Prometheus no. and Alien Covenant. You know, and it's, um, I, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of people when they just say that Prometheus is a complete, like a completely shitty movie. I think there's too much going on for it to be a completely shitty yeah. movie. When you have, when you have such deep theme, themes as, you know, searching for the origins of mankind and, you know, cr- uh, creation and creator and there's, there's a lot to unpack there. And that's, yeah. that's why I said at the beginning of this, I heard someone say that it's a grower, not a shower. And I actually kind of agree with that because when I watched it last night, again, I'm not an apologist for, for Prometheus, but I like it more, oh, yeah. you know, every time I watch it. Yeah. You know? There's still a lot of dumb shit stuff going on that I can't get behind. Like, there's a scene where Idris Elba comes down and he goes into the temple, doesn't have a fucking fa- um, helmet on, yeah. anything. He's looking at the vases and he goes, are they supposed to have goo coming out of them? I'm like, dude, oh my God. But... But that that's that's your that's your reference. Yeah, yeah. You we get your goddamn helmet on, dude. I just stuff like that. A helmet, a handkerchief, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> something, something, something. And then that yeah. one, he just he's petting snakes. He gets down there and he's he's just petting that snake in Prometheus. I'm like, okay, you can be a zoologist or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. But you can you can be in what is a zoologist? Do I sound like a dumbass right now? No, a zoologist is someone who studies animals. Fucking a. Look at the big brain on Brad. <laughs> All right. So, but he gets down, he starts petting this snake. I'm like, you going to do that to a fucking lion? Yeah. You, what, uh, what are you on doing? an alien world. What are you doing? Yeah. You don't know what this thing's capable of. Okay. I, I would like to say more positive things, but I honestly don't have anything more positive to say. So if you have anything else positive, go ahead. I got a couple more negative things, unfortunately. Um, I thought that they did a really good job of, um, of showing... Showing the fact that these characters cared about each other, and not just in a romantic way, uh-huh. like they weren't all just "I love my wife" or "I love my husband" and no one else. They were a crew. They like they got together. They had the little eulogy for James Franco. Like it showed that they that they do in fact care about each other, and that they are going to be the first families yeah. on this new world. Would you agree with me that the first act is probably the strongest? When you're getting to know the crew right before they land, so pretty much everything I would say is before I would say right when they meet David, the fight in the dark with the uh, the protomorphs or the neomorphs. Yeah. Those I think right there is probably second act, and then third act. Um, you know, wrapping up the movie obviously, but I think that first act before they meet David, I think is the I most interesting great. part. Yeah, yeah. I think the that, same. that's because you even talked about how you like that shit blowing up where they're trying to make it back. Yeah, no, I thought that you was, know? and I didn't see it coming. We you get know? that dumb shit still where they're sniffing the spores, and <laughs> throwing cigarettes. That's all first act. But <laughs> take that out. Take out the or just give me an explanation of why those guys are dumb. Yeah, you know, just give me a give me a half ass. You know, uh, you know, your oh, your husband's the blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, you're just you know, arm candy. Yeah, you know, whatever. He's here because of the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just you know, give us give us a reason why these guys are stupid enough to put their nose two inches away from Dude, alien death spores. Most of the time, it's one of my favorite lines, and I probably quoted it 10, 15 times, if not more, on Adventures in Video Land. But it's thank you for smoking. Thank you for not, yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for smoking. It's um they're talking about this commercial that they want to film in in a, in a spaceship about smoking cigarettes. And yeah. he's like, you can't smoke in space. And he goes, no, no, no. All you need is that one line. It's like we built this whatever so you can smoke in space, and then it's okay. He's like, oh, okay, we'll do it then. Yeah. And that's exactly it. That's all you need. You, know, you don't have to overthink it every time. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So, okay, i got to get into my biggest problem. I went into this 
and Ryan and I were talking about the stupid characters from Prometheus, okay? Ryan didn't go with me to go see, yeah, I was in Nebraska when I watched Alien Covenant. Which is why Ryan's not here. Yeah, no one's (laughs) in our crew has watched this. But, unfortunately, when I went to the the movie theater, I was looking for the dumb shit stuff. Because I wanted to know, were they going to do the same things they did in Prometheus? Yeah. Okay? So, I was watching for it. I forgave some stuff. Okay, I'm, I'm building up here to my big what the fuck. I, I did hear some people say, you know, why didn't they wear bodysuits and helmets and everything yeah. when they landed? But you know what? In this one, they did scan the planet at least and said that, hey, it was, you know, kind of like Earth. I can see them kind of wanting to go down there. I, I can forgive that. Okay. And then it builds up to, like, the stuff we talked about, cigarette throwing and pissing in the ground and sniffing spores and stuff like that. <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, I can take it. Okay. All right. The end of this movie does something so fucking stupid, I could not believe it. And there's a fight between the two synthetics, David and, and Walter, right? Yeah. You lose track of them. You lose track of them, you go back to the ship, right? One shows back up with the missing arm, okay? You've been through a lot of shit, okay? Are you going to grill this guy like a motherfucker? Like, what happened down there? Um, what was my husband's name? Um, what kind of toilet paper do we use on this, on this planet? Um, how did you, how did you get, you know, did you kill him? Or at is least, he alive? Or at least give us the, the question of David, Walter, is that you? Is that you? And then have this guy be like, you know, have the, the a phrase or uh, something. But you know what she does? She asks the question that I wanted to ask. But she asks it too late. Yeah. Okay, right when he comes back to that ship, she should have been like, are you going to build that cabin with me by the lake? He wouldn't know the answer. You kick him in the nuts and you go kill that fucking protomorph, right? That's what what you do, okay? She waits until the last scene. She gets in her cryopod. It shuts. Oh, yeah, wait, she wait, looks wait, up, wait, wait. Oh, hey, are you fucking... Are you Walter when, or David? When we get to the place, will you will you build the cabin with Because me? she was testing him. Yeah. You don't wait until you're locked into your cryopod to ask him that question. I was like, are you Do you, you think she was testing him, or do you think that it was just one of those, she was thinking about the future? I don't think so, because she... The way that I perceived it was, she looked at him like... It was a test, like... Um, See, I didn't think of it as a test. I thought of it as, you're, I'm getting to the pod, and when I wake up, we're going to be on this new planet, uh, and I have no one. Yeah. Will you build the house with okay, me? Even if that's, where I took it, I, that's where I took it, except my problem uh-huh. with the David Walter switcheroo, uh-huh. obviously, <laughs> he, obviously he ripped off his hands or whatever, yeah, so yeah. You know, that, that sort of thing. But are you going to fly on a ship with this synthetic... Dude, yeah. this critter, this or this guy, Walter. Obviously, in the last ten years, they've made advancements into the fact that this dude can regenerate a brain injury. Yeah. He comes back from the fight with the you know Walter comes back from the fight with David with a bunch of cuts on his face yeah. that obviously don't heal. She's the one patching him up. Yeah, exactly. Why would you not say? Like, okay, so the, the arm thing, I get it, because it was the acid from the, the alien that burned it off. Yeah. I I can get behind that. You know, that's not going to heal because it it, molt, it melted it. Uh-huh. His face cuts, I'm like, t- what, take one second and be like, hey, I thought your, you know, uh, I, I thought your model 
Yeah. You, I, I thought I thought your model patched itself up. Exactly. And then have him then come up with some kind of witty line of, uh, you know, I, I've got nothing right now. I can't yeah. come up with anything. But either she knows dick all about the equipment <laughs> is, she's flying with. Yeah, yeah. Or she's so frazzled that she doesn't think about it while she's stitching him up. Yeah. My other trouble here is David had a hole under his chin uh-huh. where she, or where, uh, did, yeah, where she stabbed him with the nail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. I didn't even think about that. And so he still has marks on his face. Yeah. But I think not under his chin. Hmm. So, because that was my thing. See, I didn't even look at that far into it. So, when he was sitting at the, so here's the thing: when he was sitting at the desk, in the back of my head, I'm like, "That's fucking David. That's fucking David. That's fucking okay, David." So you are. Yeah, I am. Why isn't she? Why isn't she? So, but he's sitting at that computer terminal, and the whole time, cinematically, the cinematography wise, they had him looking down uh-huh. at the at the keys, you know, at the monitor, at the keys, or whatever. And then at the end of that scene, when the airlock blows, the thing goes out, and you know, everybody's safe. He Which lean- is a boring third act for me. But- he leans back in his chair and he looks up and you can see under his chin that there's it. no hole. There isn't. Okay. And, and I'm like, oh, sweet. It's actually it's Walter. Walter. I was like, I was wrong. This was a, this was a switcheroo. What a fucking boring name for an android. Dude, Walter. Yeah, Walter. Uh, <laughs> we got Walters that will listen to this and they're going to they're gonna be like, fuck you. Hey, my name's Brad. awesome. <laughs> Brad's a shitty name for an android. <laughs> Brad's a shithead. Brad and Brian, two android dickheads. <laughs> uh, so uh, he leans back in his chair and I'm like, Oh, they had me fooled the whole time. Oh. I thought it was going to be the switcheroo. It's not really him. It actually is Walter. Oh, oh sweet. And then I'm like, that's fantastic. And then we get to the the scene where you know, he's putting, putting her in bed, you know, that sort of thing. And suddenly I'm like, nope, they're going to go back to it again. Yeah. Like, it, I was like, they, they somehow his chin regenerates, but nothing else does. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it, man. I would be, if you were, if there was two of you. Yeah, I and robots, androids, they're they're cutting. Yeah. Okay, they're smart as hell. I've seen some crazy shit today, and one tried to kill me already. One tried to kill me, man. This guy is—he's into some fuckery. Okay, I am going to grill you. I'm going to be asking you questions. I'm going to make sure he didn't infect you, even. Okay. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what you I, might have. I have no idea what just happened yeah. down there on that. On just because you're missing an arm, okay, does yeah. not a Walter make? No, exactly. <laughs> I need that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's so true. And then, so then, okay, I have that ash issue. Biggest what the fuck ever. Okay. And then I start thinking, as a writer or a director, why would you frame the scene like that? How about this? Let, let me fix this, okay? Tell me if you think, if you like this better. You have Danny McBride's character, Tennessee, and Daniels. Okay. They're on the ship. We don't know what happened to Walter or David yet. They're still on the, on the, on the planet, okay? Okay. They're doing their whole chase down the xenomorph, okay? And they fight it. They throw it out of the fucking airlock, okay? End of movie. The android comes back. Missing arm, okay? And you're like, which one are you, all right? He gives them the story, puts her to sleep, okay? And then maybe a little smile or he just walks off with music. Yeah. Ambiguous off that's gonna put me in a seat for alien three because you're gonna leave the theater being like which one is that yeah you know you still gonna have to grill him okay but if he can get past that you leave it ambiguous at the end 
You know, you don't give them no time to ask questions because you have to get from point A to point B real quick before the machine shuts down, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. know, whatever. You know, and then he walks off with the with Beethoven playing or whatever the fuck, and you're like, is that Walter? Is that That's a question I want to ask when I'm leaving the theater. Yeah. I think that was a missed opportunity. I think... It would have been awesome, you know the the having him having them play Wagner. Uh-huh. That that was all the, the we didn't need it. We yep. didn't need there anything else. That was that that's was, your key. That's your key. That's the you suddenly remember back to the very beginning of the very first part of the movie, and go now. Did David you know have enough of a like an effect on Walter yeah. that that's why he's listening to this exactly, or is it David and you know like I, I'm isn't so down. Isn't that a missed opportunity? I'm so down with you on that. Yeah. Missed Instead, we get. A guy puking up face hugger <laughs> oh. eggs. Yeah, like I don't even know where that's going to lead. Is that just going to be? I mean, like it's so it's going to be. He just decided to put those in the embryo tray, and they fit perfect because he yeah. knows how these work. You know? Yeah, so I don't understand any of the uh, any of that, you know. And if if you're going in, and we'll keep this brief, but you know, from an alien a Prometheus three, Alien Covenant two, <laughs> where, where do you go? Do you go with? Because he said everyone uh, he he. Um, calls in as Walter. Yeah, he says that everyone is dead except for uh, Tennessee and Daniels. Yeah, so he's keeping them alive. But is he going to use those two embryos on them? But he has a thousand other hosts ready. So yeah. is the is the next one going to be? I, mean, I don't want to see this. Is the next one going to be them taking over the ship and wrestling the the, the pods? You know, they yeah. wake up, short circuit, and they wrestle him for the ship. That sucks. That just seems it seems stupid. Utterly rehash. You yeah, know, it's exactly. like, oh look, they're just waking up to stop. But you know what also sounds again. rehashed? Colonize the planet. Okay, use all of them as hosts for aliens and then bring in fucking what? Marines? Oh, oh. <laughs> and then you're rehashing aliens. It's LV four two six all I over again. I don't know where yeah. they're gonna go and I don't I don't know where you go from here. Yeah. No, I I but I take the Prometheus third act over this third act because the Prometheus, Prometheus third act at least you had them taking the Prometheus and cramming the engineer ship before it gets back to Earth with its bioweapon. Yeah. Here you have this them hunting down the 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 uh, protomorph and or the, the xenomorph. I don't know what it's called. But then and then blowing it out the the end of the ship. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Meh. Yeah. And, and here's the thing: if you watch, if you then go, man, let's say you've never seen any of the other movies like this before. All you've seen is Prometheus and then Alien Covenant, and you're like, seems like all the Alien movies end with them blowing them out. Of I ship. was gonna say, and then you hear, and then suddenly you're like, man, I yeah. think I should go see Alien. I heard this is really good, yeah. and you're just gonna get the same ending again, uh, except with a cat. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It seems like yeah, we've we've talked some Alien tonight, man. Is, it, is there anything else you want to add to this? I'm pretty much done, man. Uh, I, I give it. Let me throw my score out. Okay. I give it... It's a mixed bag. It might be better a second time, but I still got to deal with dumb shit. Yeah. So it's never going to be great. Okay? Um, mixed bag, I give it three. Three out of five. I, I thought it was good. It was okay. That's pushing it. I say it's good. If, if you like Michael Fassman, if you like, the, if you like mm-hmm. Prometheus, go see this. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't even know because you're not going to get uh, your Prometheus questions answered still. It's true. So... I'd, I'd give it a solid three. Yeah, um, it's it's fun. It's entertaining. Uh, if you turn your brain off to tr- around some of the things that we were complaining about, um, if you're looking for, if you're the kind of person that the queen laying uh, or the uh, egg laying queen face hugger is not a logical start of the alien uh, biology, then go see this. Yeah, because you you get more questions answered. Yeah. 
if... It does make Prometheus better, I think, because yeah. of Michael Fat. It makes Michael... Okay, it does make Prometheus better. I shouldn't say that. I think it makes Michael Fassbender's character, David, a little bit more interesting. Because I was no. always like... Well, the reason I say that is because Prometheus, he just came off very strange. Not synthetic strange. He came off strange because... Just strange He's strange. sticking his finger in people's water. Like, he's always fucking with people, asking them, like... He came off very sinister, and you're like, why? And at the end, he's cool with just going off to paradise, you know, yeah. and, and taking Shaw. And I'm like, okay, he just, he comes off very unkiltered, you know? Yeah. Why? This. This explains it. Explains that. Yeah. So. So there you go. Yeah. Three, three out of five. Three out of five. All right. Are you ready for some movie news? Absolutely. All right. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back with movie news. We are back with movie news with some sad news. Um, Roger Moore died this week at the age of 89. It's my favorite James Bond. Is it really? Yeah. So, hashtag not my Bond, but definitely left an impact. When you say Bond, I think Sean Connery, and then I think Roger Moore. Actually, when you say Bond, I just don't think Sean Connery, and it's dominant. Both of them just spring up in my yeah. mind. Sean Connery and Roger Moore share Bond equally. You I know, can, for, I for can me. see that. You know, yeah. um, not my Bond, but I think he he definitely nailed the witty Bond. You know, like I think yeah. I think Sean Connery was probably a little bit more serious. He's playful, but uh, I think Roger Moore brought that seventies. He fits fun Bond. He fits the uh, the Ian Fleming novel Bond perfectly. Yeah, exactly. And that's well, I'm going to totally nerd out a little bit. That's where my exposure to Bond came from. Really. Uh, was the novels my uncle gave cool. my uncle gave me the novels when I was little, and so when I saw my first uh, God, I don't even remember which one it was. My first James, my first Bond movie was one of the ones with uh, Jaws in it. Right? Uh, was it Live and Let Die? Maybe because I think that during that time with Roger Moore, Jaws because he was in Moonraker as well. Yeah, which was I, my Bond, my exposure to Moore. I want to I want to say it was Live and Let Die is where I I first saw my first Bond movie and that was a, and that was a Roger Moore movie uh-huh. and I was like that's amazing oh my god it's perfect it's exactly like the novels <laughs> and uh, I, that's when I kind of started eating up the the Bond movies. This is one of the reasons why I fell out of it uh, during the the Brosnan years because I thought that Goldeneye felt. Like nothing like a Bond movie before. I love Uh, Goldeneye is in my top five Bond movies. Really? But after Goldeneye, oh wow, yeah. See, it it didn't. Other than the Nintendo game, it didn't feel anything. I think that's why for me though. If it's probably nostalgia a lot on that because I played the shit (laughs) at a Goldeneye, my man. (laughs) So, so that's the thing is that you know I watched the the Brosnan movies and I was just like, this isn't Bond. This is an action film. Uh Yeah, this isn't a spy movie. And the the Connery the hell the fucking Lazenbeak movie you know they yeah, which I've never the, seen you know, really I really want to the see the Living Daylights um, that no one? that's no. Um, um, Her Majesty's Secret Service? yes yes yeah. yes yes uh, you know those at least felt like spy movies uh-huh. you know the gadgetry is there you know that kind of stuff that's it, but more brought it, it, that funk like oh like, yeah he brought that seventies oh like, yeah cheese that absolutely cheese, absolutely you know? it was it was thick it was pulpy yeah it's he, pulpy he was so pulpy yeah. and it's sad to see him it's sad to see him go he's yeah. fine he's gonna be missed I know he he definitely left an impact on the franchise oh yeah so let's get into um it's dude you know what today is today is the fortieth anniversary of the New Hope I knew you would know that yep. So, what is your earliest memory of Star Wars? I had to ask you. My earliest memory of Star Wars, honestly, is uh, going to see Empire Strikes Back. 
uh, at the theater Ooh, with you, my dad. You lucky bastard. Um, I uh, I was, what, three? I didn't watch any of the original trilogy I, in the theater. I turned 40 this year, too. Uh-huh. I was in the womb when Star Wars came out. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I went and saw Empire Strikes Back with my dad and my sister. Um, and that's my earliest Star Wars memory. Uh, I don't. I'm. I could. I'm pretty sure that my dad would have made me seen episode four by that point because uh-huh. he was he was big into sci-fi. He is still big into sci-fi. Um, I was a late bloomer for Star Wars. Yeah. So, so he. I remember. I re, I remember going to the theater. I remember seeing the Wampa, like like the big the abominable snow monster thing. Uh-huh. But that's and, and and I remember uh, the carbonite thing at the end being being a kid and being like oh, ooh ah, yeah. like that was just that's well, what that stood Wampa out for scene me. as a kid was mind blowing like I remember oh, yeah. the Wampa scene I think yeah. one of my earliest memories uh, was with the Wampa scene as well but it was in this my dad worked at a high school okay, okay. and he was the janitor of a high school and when he got his rooms cleaned he would um, take two VCRs okay, okay. and he would. Um, wire them together whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and he would rent a Star Wars a bunch of other movies but Star Wars was one of them and he would try to record gotcha tape to tape back in the day like they used to yeah. and uh, I remember just being in this this um, this school room you know and dad would be like don't go anywhere I gotta go do something real quick <laughs> and I'm just like watching Star Wars in this yeah. dark school room at like midnight you know <laughs> I loved it that's one of my early memories of Star Wars and then um, I had the Ewok set okay uh, play on the living room floor, oh, yeah. you know, or uh, going to to Hills or Kmart, you know, and buying the uh, the the figures and then mixing them up with my Joes, my GI Joes, and not knowing what the fuck I had in my I, bag. I probably way back when in my AV assemble, I probably told you the Jawa yeah. story. Did, did I? I remember. This, yeah. Yeah, we, we went to Kmart in Michigan City. Cause you had the Java toy, that Java toy, right? Yeah, the Java. Toy. Oh no, yeah. the, this is my Jawa. This is a this is the the original like felt cape Jawa. Oh yeah, okay. I remember something about that. Yeah. So I was big. And my uncle spoiled me rotten when it came to toys, uh, and he Star Wars toys were where it was at. Uh, it's the reason why for like the first four or five years of my nephew's life, every birthday or Christmas, I would give him Star Wars toys. That's cool. Whether or not he liked Star Wars was irrelevant. I was going to fulfill this legacy. Uh, <laughs> that was going to happen. Luckily, he turned out like Star Wars. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I had almost all of the New Hope toys. I had like, cool. like as far as the action figures go, I was like, oh. And there was one that I desperately wanted. And I could not find it anywhere. It was on every Christmas list that I ever made. If anyone ever asked me what did I want, it was always the little plastic Jawa, the little on the back, the cardboard card, the regular action figure. That's what I want. I want a Jawa. And I remember very vividly as my sister, myself, and my mother at Kmart walking through, and they had one of those big wire baskets filled with Star Wars toys. Uh-huh. You know, all the action figures just poosh, you know, pile up into this thing. Yeah, I love that, dude. That's and, such a cool image. And we always would stop and we would look if there's anybody who anybody who I needed. And I remember like shifting through it and it's like you're looking through a kaleidoscope of of action figures and way down at the bottom I could see like just a, a tiny image because on those old backer cards there was this the the cinema cell from where they were in the movie. Yeah. And I could just see just a corner of that Jawa's head. And I'm like, 
it's a Jawa! It's a Jawa! And I started freaking out, and my mom's like lifting me up, and I'm swimming in Star Wars figures, and I come up out of the pile holding this Jawa above my head, and I, everyone in Kmart knew. They, uh, they, if, if they weren't, there, some kid found a Jawa, because my mom is like, it's a Jawa! You know, she doesn't give a shit uh, about Star Wars, yeah, yeah. but it was the fact that I had been looking for that dude for so cool. long. That was, and... Yeah, uh, that's that's my that's my my action figure moment. Yeah, was, those was are a my few of our memories right there. But man, forty years of Star Wars, and I'm still I'm still that little kid, man. Yeah, you know, every time I, I get so pumped, and I am I'm so. Did you see um, any of the um, um, magazine covers? I think it was Entertainment Weekly or Variety or something like that. This week they had a uh, I don't know Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. Oh. Very very beautiful image of them just kind of hugging each other, but they're on full costume. Oh sweet! Oh great! And then um, you got your first look um, of Benicio del Toro. This really? Week. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know how much you wanted to search that out, but um, it, he looks cool. Sweet. He, Benicio del Toro looks like just a. I don't know what he's playing exactly, but he looks like a smuggler. He's all in black, black trench coat, kind of just like no, I haven't kind, seen of, kind of sitting on some boxes. Oh, and sweet! He, no, he looks I haven't real seen scruffy it and dirty. Okay, it's just like he looks cool. And then um, you've heard of that set? Um, it's like a casino. Have you heard of that set? That's going to be in the no, next yeah. no, no, no. It's like a real elaborate um, casino royale, but for aliens. Oh, but it looks really cool. Everyone's like very. Flamboyant looking vest, very richy, high class. Yeah, no, I haven't seen any of these. Looks cool. My my world is consumed with work right now. So, yeah. <laughs> so search those out if you want to. But yeah, Star Wars is forty, and we're excited. Yay! So let's get into our top five news headlines of the week, and it sucks. The first one is another sad story. Yeah, um, Brian, but uh, Josh Whedon is uh, taking over. Uh, directing duties on Justice League uh, because there was a death in Zack Snyder's family. Um, it looks like his daughter. Back in March, his daughter unfortunately committed suicide. Yeah, I was um, very. You know, um, they kept that really tight lip too. Did. That's uh, something that you would think he's, you would he's, read everywhere. He's well, he's got a very. He's got a big family. He's got uh, was it four kids? Does he? I think it's like three or four kids, and uh, you know, he's very tight with his with his with his wife and. Um, it, he thought that he was going to be because they they they're so far along in yeah. the, in the filming and post for for Justice League that that he thought he was going to be able to get through it yeah. that he was like you know buckle down Can you imagine I'll, trying to, to I do can, that? not even remotely yeah. and um basically back in March uh, she committed suicide and he and his family were trying to get through it and twenty years old her his daughter was yeah. And something, 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 you know, mounted up, and he just was like, "No, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not able to do this." And so he has stepped down, um, specifically for this particular film, so he can take time. Yeah. Um, I not. He has not. He's he's not done with both of them. You know, he's not like it isn't that he's not coming back. And he did so much for this movie already that Joss Whedon coming in. Is really just there to kind of patch up, yeah. patch up the post holes. Yeah, there's actually a quote here from uh, Warner Brothers president Toby Emmerich. He says uh, the directing is minimal, and it has to adhere to the style and tone and the template that Zach set. We're not introducing any new characters; it's the same characters and some new scenes. Um, he's handing the baton to Joss, um, but the course has really been set by Zach. I still believe that despite this tragedy, uh, we'll still end up with a great movie. So um, I don't think Josh uh, Whedon directing is a, a positive or a negative. He's just going to finish up whatever Zach Snyder yeah, started. I, so I don't think this is going to – if you were 
if you're a fan of that franchise, mm-hmm. like I know you are, Brian, then I don't think you have. No, it's still, it's still going to be a Zack Snyder film. Yeah. It, now, it's. I am hoping that as long as over the next you know month or two we don't hear, uh, we don't get any of the 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 thing of oh Whedon's doing a shitload of rewrites and reshoots and they don't have time man they, they this don't. is out in November yeah they don't have know? time for that kind of shit they don't have time for that shit uh, so I think that we're I, it, it's no secret I'm not a massive Whedon fan uh-huh. in fact someone would call me a detractor um a lot of his stuff I think is quippy and stupid yeah uh, I'm that, with you that it's one linery for one linery sake and has nothing to do with the movie so I really don't give a shit I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder or Joss Whedon <laughs> <laughs> So it, it worries me. If it was earlier in the process, it would it would yeah. straight up worry me. Yeah, I exactly. would be like, oh fuck, he's turning this. He's going to turn this movie into, you know, uh, Buffy the Kryptonian Slayer, yeah. and uh, I'll be pissed. This is just him. This is Whedon coming out and helping out a fellow director in, exactly. in time of need, yeah. and and I'm okay with that. Yeah. If anything, I, I if this turns out, you know, like a good Zack Snyder movie, I'll I'll still. You know, uh, maybe Whedon might earn a couple of respect points for me. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder as a director, um, but maybe he's a human being. And can you imagine losing a child at 20? Yeah. You know, I can't. I could never imagine burying one of my own yeah. children. That that is. You know, it's it's a it's anathema. Yeah. yeah. And, and for anybody who's listening, um, who might have a Twitter handle or is on message boards and stuff, and you say nasty shit about Zack Snyder, yeah, that's just uncalled. because of this, yeah. Fuck you. There, there's a there's a line, you know? Yeah. And you know I'm not a Zack Snyder fan at all, but when you hear something like this, it's not... Movies are entertainment. They yeah. are um, escapism, you know? And when you... Because I guarantee there are some memes. I, I, I guarantee... I haven't seen any. I've I've unfortunately read some of the comments. I'm sure there are, especially... And they're awful. Especially they're with... awful. People suck. Yeah, especially with the critical bashing that, you know, BVS and, you know... Um, Suicide Squad, DC has, yeah. has received. I can imagine them saying no. You know, I, I can I can imagine yeah. some of the mean things that have been said. Um, That's not. They're not mean. Yeah. They're hateful. They're hateful. Yeah. Just be human, man. And this yeah. this is a is a guy. I mean, this guy is going through the uh, going through one of the most unimaginably bad moments in your life that you could possibly think of. Yeah. I mean, I'll cut up all the time, say that he fucking sucks as a director. <laughs> but you know, when it comes to this, this is a different. Yeah. This is a this is a different plateau, man. You know, this is. This is real life stuff. You bow your head. You tell, you tell him that that's that's horrible. I wish yeah. you wouldn't have to go through with this, and you move on. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some. I don't know if it's gonna be brighter news for you, <laughs> but let's get into some different news. Um, Tom Hardy will be playing Venom. What do you think of this? Uh, I'm roughly ambivalent. Um, like I like Venom as a character. Uh-huh. Uh I thought that the Spider-Man Three portrayal of Venom was dog shit. Yeah, me too. So I'm like, yeah, all right, do do what you got to do. Now, I don't have they said whether or not they're going to try and tie it into the current Spidey. Yeah. So as of right now, his movie will be standalone. It's going to be Spider-Man Three, which I don't even know how you do that. That seems weird. That seems weird. Um, you know, I'm I'm a fan of what MCU is doing. Mm-hmm. This is not MCU. This is Sony. So we have no idea what's going on there. Yeah. Um, I do know that Tom Hardy is a huge fan of the character. I That's good. Yeah. Tom Hardy at this point can do anything he wants. So I hope that it's just not him being a fan, but there's some yeah. good source material there. And then the director's Robert Fletcher. Fletcher, I don't He directed Zombieland. Okay. Which um, I don't I, I like. I like Zombieland it's okay. for what it is. It, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It doesn't sound... 
great to me, but I guess we'll just wait and see. Um, I I'm not too much on. I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that love the shit out of Fury Road, mm-hmm. but I love the Mad Max universe, so I can definitely find things to like in Fury Road. Yeah. This I want him to do another fear. I want him to do a sequel to Mad Max where we get the Mad Max that I want. Yeah. This seems like a detour, and we've already been waiting too long to get that that going. So I I don't I have a lot of mixed emotions about this. Um, it feels to Spider Man Free Venom though is the biggest. Well, it feels to me because I think that Sony is realizing that they're losing their grip on the Spider Man yeah. on on Spider Man because with Homecoming coming around the corner. And you know what he did, what what Spider Man did in Avengers, or I guess in Civil War. Civil sorry, War, yeah. forgot that was an that was an Avengers movie that wasn't an <laughs> Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, the I I have a feeling that Sony is starting to hear the the toll, and they want to start another uh, another superhero franchise. So when they lose, or when they are kind of urged to, so when enough Disney money gets thrown at them yeah. that says. Give us Spider Man. Yeah. That they'll have something to fall back on. Because if they can create a Venom franchise yeah. that does not require the Spider Man. But it's going to have to require it's, the Spider Man. It's, it's, well, it's, it's got to have reference of him. But they, if they can create it strong enough that people want to see what's going on with this yeah. guy, I, I don't get it. I don't see it. I, yeah, I'm worried about the business point of it because it as seems of right now, weird. I forget which one. I don't, th- I don't think it's both of them. Don't quote me on that. Go fact check it. But uh, Tom Holland is only signed up for a few movies. I think it's Homecoming 2, and I think it's only one of inf- the Infinity War movies. The Infinity Wars. And then, are they are they going to be like, Dill's done, we've yeah. built up our Spider-Verse, we're taking Tom Holland, and then you guys don't get him anymore? I mean, that's just... Yeah. That was my biggest fear going into this, not understanding the Sony uh, Marvel deal. Yeah. And I still don't, especially... I, yeah, with, it still seems weird. It does. So, I, I just hope they're playing on the right sides. Yeah. You know, they're they're playing team ball here, and we just don't see everything. But it does because I've also heard them doing a Carnage movie. They're building up that whole Spider Verse. Is are they just doing that? Are they waiting? just going to do a Spider Verse with Spider Man always in the background? Yeah. <laughs> well, are, are they doing this because they made that deal and they're building this up until he can come back and they're going to pull him back? So I, I don't know what to think of that, but it's uh, definitely interesting. And I love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy yeah. almost to me, almost can do no wrong. Um, he's got he's he's a man's man, and he he brings uh, he he intimidates. Yeah, he's a very intimidating actor. And if uh, you're gonna uh, make Venom, you know you're gonna do Venom movie. I think you got the right guy. Yeah. So um, let's get into uh, another headline. Universal names its Marvel-inspired monster movies the Dark Universe. Uh, uh, the Mummy is this summer. The next film in the series uh, is to hit theaters with will be The Bride of Frankenstein on February 4th, 14th, 2019. So thoughts on all that. The Dark Universe, Bride of Frankenstein, The Mummy. What do you think? I like Monsterverse. So I, li- I like the idea of rehashing these old Hammer film style you know, Universal Monsters. Do you, I, do you like that idea with after watching the trailer for the mummy? Uh, meh. Yeah, I don't know. The that looks like dumpster fire to me. I I don't I won't go so far as to say dumpster fire. Have you heard that Tom Cruise scream? No, you ever heard that? Dude, I we gotta play so. it later, dude. Okay. It's, like, it's like they took there's a there's a uh, a scene from the movie where he's I think it's the hell the airplane crash. Okay, and he's like. Aah! And someone just pulled that audio. Oh out no! And they just play. It's the shittiest thing ever. Okay. It's so funny. I 
I don't. It doesn't. See, I love the original. The versions of the original. I love the Mummy movies, the Brandon Fraser Mummy movies. Okay. You know, Seth's listening right now. He knows. He's like, yay! Oh. I, I love those movies. I think I think they're great. And this looks like a slightly more Hollywoodized version, uh-huh. um, with a female mummy instead of a male mummy. Yeah. Which whatever you know. Yeah. Rock and roll. Kill some shit. She looks cool. Yeah. Um. I think that this movie will will do okay. I don't think it's going to do great. Um, even with the announcement of this is part of the dark universe or whatever, uh, I think that they should have tied it. Now, I don't remember. Who did uh, Dracula Rising? And so that's not even in play now. But what was that? that was the same... Uh, the same people wasn't it the same i don't know if it's the same people i know that's scratched now though so it's not in in the continuity it's oh, not in the see, canon. That, see i think that was a missed opportunity <coughs> i've never seen it so it was okay, okay. It, it not not amazing but it was all right okay uh but i think that it was all right enough that they could have in the mummy movie done some kind of tie to that historical talk about yeah, yeah. dracula and then basically have said, you know, almost done the whole, kind of how the event, how the Marvel movies did. There's like, oh, hey, remember how we were making these movies and we suddenly tied them all together? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 this is what we did. Yeah, it sounds like, from what my understanding, that sounds like a great idea. I, I think you that'd know? be all right. I'd be all right with that. And it would give me more of a reason to go see the Mummy movie. Yeah. I don't know about the dark, like, I like MonsterVerse. I was cool with that. Yeah. That's kind of dumb, too, I guess, after I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like they're going to say it in the, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know? it, it sells great when you have DVDs at Walmart and you can Put them the monsterverse, the, yeah, yeah, the the dark universe. Now, you know? doing Bride of Frankenstein is the uh, next one. The yeah, Bride of Frankenstein is the next. That's weird as shit. Yeah, that is weird because I mean, if you don't have a, so either you're just gonna not do Frankenstein because uh, the whole Bride of Frankenstein story, yeah, is just uh, it, it's continuation. a continuation. It's a continuation of the of, of the original Frankenstein monster yeah. of the Adam story. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. And I'm like, so you're just basically gonna say that. What in the, in the background? Like the movie yeah. starts off with, so there's this doctor who's now dead. Who you know, like I just I don't I don't get it. I don't. And get they've it. already it cast seems weird. And they've already cast Frankenstein, and that's not. You so mean the doctor or the monster? The monster. That's not Frankenstein. What? True. That's um. Yeah. What are they? What Adam is, is he's never actually referred to by name. Oh yeah. In yeah, most in, right. mo- in most things yeah, they yeah. call him Adam, but they yeah you're right. So yeah, because Doctor Frankenstein. So good point. I don't know. I imagine Harvey or Bardem. You're not going to just you know cast him as Doctor Frankenstein. He has the face. He's got the yeah exactly for for, for you know the monster. Yeah. You know, um, and then Johnny Depp is the Invisible Man. Oh, see, I had not heard that. Yeah. So Johnny Depp's Invisible Man. Harvey or Bardem is in the Frankenstein movie. Don't know who okay. I imagine as the, as the title as as the, as the character, yeah, yeah. the monster. Um, but yeah, I just it's very strange to me. Have they announced? Are they doing a Dracula movie? Okay, so I think because of Dracula Rising and, yeah. and all the Dracula movies that have come out, um, and then Wolfman as well. I think those have been so new. You know, that over the last waiting, five waiting years, those. they're they're putting those on the back end. I gotta say, maybe it's just because... I think because that's smart. I, I think so, too. Uh, also, the one that we're missing, have they said anything about Creature from Black Lagoon? Not, from my knowledge, not yet. Because that's that's a... That would that'd be one you think you would put up front just because it hasn't been done for it, a while. It, well, it hasn't been done for a while, and that's just a straight-up monster movie. Yeah. There is no moral to that story. There is no... You know, that is just a straight-up... 
I've, that's one I've never seen. It's one of my cousin oh, Wade's favorite yeah. movies. No, that's a, that's a great like, flick. But you know what? So I uh, are you a fan of the Universal or oh, the yeah. Hammer films? Oh, yeah. See, there's only one that I love, and I think the other ones like um, kind of like before we started recording tonight, we were talking about Pantheon, you know, yeah. and and how we kind of look at them. For me, I ha- I can respect technically cultural mm-hmm. significance what it's done for movies. Definitely, that's there for Universal. Yeah. Okay, but I don't care for them. Okay. Okay. Um, but there's one that I think is complete pantheon, and I love every bit of it, and it's The Invisible Man. Okay. Yeah, I love that movie. He's so crazy. It's the one with Kevin Bacon in it, is that right? No, no, that's Hollow Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great movie. No, <laughs> Hollow Man sucks. Um, Hollow Man 2. Yeah, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Ooh. Ooh. Chevy, <laughs> Chevy Chase. Chase. <laughs> John Carpenter. Ooh. Oof. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we're, we're doing a versus later this year. Um, it's gonna be a, a dumpster fire versus. Okay, oh my but, god! Okay, but we're gonna do Deadpool versus what? No, no. Th- I think it's funny. It, it goes right into this conversation. We're gonna do, um, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do um, Vampire in Brooklyn, which is Wes Craven. Okay. Versus John Carpenter's Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I think it's so interesting to, to have that conversation about these guys were close to the peak of their power, maybe coming down from it a little bit, and they wanted to do universal-type monster movies, but with give it a comedians. comedic spin yeah. with Eddie Murphy and Chevy, and Chevy Chase. Chase. So what was going on there? And they both huh. failed. But anyway, yeah, so I think the only one of those classics there um, that are that really stands the test of time is Invisible Man for me. All right. Uh, but with this here, I'm just uh, I'm concerned because it looks like they're going to be big blockbuster movies. Yeah. And I guess in their own right, they were back in the day. I mean, there's... there's it, was, it was when movies, you know, it, when it was a big deal to make a movie, period. They packed. So, they packed the seats when they played, you know, Frankenstein and yeah. Dracula. The those, those return... Movies. What is it? The Return of the Creature from the Black Lagoon, the, the color version, uh-huh. was one of the first movies I ever saw in 3D on the Son of Svengoolie Really? Like late night Saturday night where you had, where you had to put the, the stupid glasses on and sit uh-huh. like a foot away from your TV and be like, woo! But yeah, so that, that holds a special place on my heart. Do you, you think the time is right for this though? Because I mean, like it or not, people want Fast and the Furious, Transformer movies. Do you think this will come out and just completely flop? It's Because it's different than anything we've had the last couple of years starting a, give me a dark universe. Give me a month and uh, we'll see how money does. Yeah, That's going to be the... If you can put a big name... In a schlocky monster flick, if it can make a bazillion dollars, then I'll believe it. Yeah. Because Tom Cruise, yeah, he's crazy, but he's a big name. You know, he he's he's a solid he's a solid name in movies. If this can do well, and like suddenly everyone and their brothers either seen it because oh Tom Cruise is another yeah. movie, or they're just like I want to see a goofy monster movie. Then you know I'll believe it. You know what else sounds good though? Benicio del Toro and Anthony Hopkins in a Wolfman movie. That sounds good. I actually liked that. Did you really? Yeah. See, I uh, didn't care for that, but that I think the casting was spot on. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think you know what I think failed there though was so much like horrible CG for me. It, it may have tried to be. Uh, ahead of its time when uh, it didn't need to be. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's get into another headline, which I know is going to be it's going to it's going to get in, into your heart. Uh-oh. Uh oh. George Romero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we get into your brains. Ooh. George Romero's next film. Have you heard about this? I don't think so. Okay. Don't get too excited. George Romero's next film is a race car zombie movie. Stop. I can only get so erect. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> okay, so Romero co-wrote the film. The not so fast and the furious. Yeah. <laughs> it stars Paul Walker. 
Oh, 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 dude, I should get paid for that one. I should get paid for that one. Oh, George Romero's next film is a race car zombie movie. Um, he co-wrote it. He's not directing. Okay. okay. He's just producing. Um, it's titled George A. Romero presents Road of the Dead with huh. Matt Berman directing, who is, um, I guess, uh, Shot his last three films. Okay. Okay. So not as good ones. <laughs> well, his so, last three were what? Survival uh, of the Dead. Diary, Diary Survival of the Dead. And, and I actually Island? love... Was Island? No. Yeah. Um, survival is Island. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, Survival okay. of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and Land of the Dead, which I love. Yeah, I thought Land of the Dead was good. I really like yeah. I think it's underappreciated. So he shot his last three. He was the DP there. Okay. So I guess this has been cooking up for 10 years. They've been talking about it. All so right. he's going to... At least he knows Romero. He kind of knows what he was going for. They've had a relationship. Fair enough. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, the plot takes heavy inspiration from Ben-Hur, Rollerball, and the Road Warrior. Okay? I was about to say, I was like, it's like a Mad Mag zombie flick. Yeah. So the story follows zombie prisoners racing cars for the wealthy in a modern-day coliseum on a remote island. Wait, what do you think? Zombie? Ra- yeah, zombie prisoners racing cars for the wealthy in a modern-day coliseum on a remote island. Okay, so Bub had intelligence. Yeah, he was... Big Daddy. Definitely did. He was pushing it. Yeah. Okay, for me. Actually, he did push it for me. Yeah. That's the only thing, actually, I don't care the, for. The idea of the alpha zombies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now, Brian... We have zombies that drive cars. They're racing cars. Hmm. So... Maybe... Maybe it'll show them that they're you know not actually, like racing the car so much as it's like a demolition derby style thing and they're just like duct taped to the wheel maybe I, I so here's my problem okay like so Romero said that Walking Dead 8, 10, 12, 20 seasons of this thing yeah. has really um, ruined him making any like zombie movies with meat to him I don't know. I don't. I, I. I. can't believe that though, because his movies can't cost that much. I think even Land of the Dead, what ten years ago, yeah, was only, if I remember right, twenty million dollars, which was expensive for a Romero movie, especially when Dawn of the Dead. I think yeah. it would cost a million. Um, but you know what makes me angry, Brian? We are living in the Trump administration. You know how much commentary there is right now. Someone would say, oh my that, God, yeah. Some would say that they've done that with Land of the Dead with Dennis Hopper, and they did to an extent. But nothing on the mask. There, you can't. You could. You can't go on Facebook without seeing a Trump meme. Yeah. You see that that one I posted where he's in Saudi Arabia, wherever he is. And, yeah, they're and, all holding the weird sphere and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's so much commentary out there. Oh, That's yeah. what Ramiro does, and we get fucking race car zombies. It's weird. We're missing the ball here. Yeah. I do not understand why yeah. the fuck he's doing this. It, See, I thought Diary of the Dead also kind of missed a uh, I was a missed opportunity. Yep. Um, Hell, I think Survival of the Dead was a missed opportunity. As Survival well. was the found footage, wasn't it? That was Diary. Diary Survival was, was when they went to the Cowboys and they're all on the island. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, oh, yeah, well. exactly. And Diary, I paid that for pay per view as well. Yeah, Di- Diary, I think was a good idea. Yeah, but was was a was a miss for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with this, I want to see Romero crack one more out because I, I honestly really, really enjoy Land of the Dead. Yeah, no, I, if, thought, if, I thought that was great. If I'm watching the Romero movies, I stop with Land. After Land. You know, I watch it. Um, I don't watch Survival, I don't watch Diary, but when I'm in the Romero mood, Land always gets watched. Yeah. You know? You know, maybe on this island with all the craziness, in like the parking lot of cars, we'll uh-huh. see Dead Reckoning. Oh, that'd be badass. 
We see when you were talking about the you know, these you know zombie racing car oh. Mad Max style movie. My first thought is it's gonna be like a cross country trip across a yeah. you know. You know, like these guys, you know, these guys in this apocalyptic style car, and then maybe they'll run into dead reckoning along the way. I was like, oh, that'd be cool, you know, just to, you know, or or it's like broken down on the side of the road, you know, you drive yeah. past, but oh, you know, little cameo of dead reckoning, I'd be all right with yeah, that. yeah, something like that. But this, but I, this seems, I because like I said, Big Daddy is the only thing where I walk out of Land of the Dead, and I like, I do, I love Fiddler's Green. Dennis Hopper's establishment. Yeah. I like Dennis Hopper. I like the rules. I like the Dead Reckoning. I like, you know, Sky Flowers. Fuck, I like, uh, is it Simon, um, I forget his name now, but the, the main protagonist in um, Land of the Dead mm-hmm. with the blonde hair who has the, the, the guy with the scar up face. I like them together oh, as yeah, a duo. Yeah, yeah. I like the locations. I like John Leguizamo. I like Dennis Hopper. No, it's a great, it's a, it's, it, has, it is a great and cast of characters. Great. Yes. And so when I hear this, another I'm like, Simon Pegg, uh, yeah. Nick Frost yeah. cameo, and that was a great again location scene where they're wrestling, and that right there, it's not wrestling, but you have a guy who's thrown in some zombies, but they're chained up. Yeah, I buy that. That's what you would do for sport, but I don't know how you're going to get zombies to race cars. Is it going to even fit in the continuity of of what he's doing? Yeah, you or know? or the is it evolution of zombies? or is it going to be by zombies? These people driving the cars are purposefully bit and it's you you're just driving around in circles until eventually you turn and yeah. then things go crazy so it's it's piqued my interest but because only because Romero yeah exactly but so did Empire of the Dead I don't know if you read that it was like a four um comic book kind of spinoff through Marvel I don't think I have and uh I was pumped about that because it was Romero mm. and I remember I met Romero two years ago at um, one of these conventions, and we were talking about Empire of the Dead. He's like, "Oh, you got to read it," and I was like, "Oh, fuck yeah!" <laughs> I read it, and it was it was it was horrible. Really, it, the only thing is, like in Empire of the Dead, he tried to marry his zombie mythology, yeah, to vampires, and that you have uh, vampires and zombies. But what he did was he went back to the original Night of the Living Dead, brought that into all of it. Oh, and I'm like, it, it was a mess for me. I stopped reading it. I don't even know. I don't give a shit what happened. Gotcha. After that. I remember Barbara when she gets kind of ripped out of the house. Yeah. And um, by her boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. My boyfriend. Yeah. Whoever it was. Um, it's been a little bit since I've watched Night. But um, they even go back to that where like he, they have a conversation with each other. And it's, it's like, the and it fits into his whole evolution of the zombie. Oh, it was a mess. Weird, it weird, was a weird. mess. I did not care. I shut it down. But are we, are we getting that? Kind of Ramiro, or are we getting a fun, you know, uh, classic? Know. When, uh, do we have a time frame on that when that's supposed to happen? Yeah. Ramiro's old. Um, it'll shot. It'll be shot quick. I'm sure. It's, yeah. it's not Ramiro directing, so it's it's one of those ones that they're not going to sit on this for five years. It's yeah. not going to have a huge budget. I'd be curious to know the budget on this. Probably what? I mean, I'll see it. I'll yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'll watch it right when it comes out. If it says of the dead at the end, I watch it. Exactly. So so not something to get super excited about, but. Uh, could be wrong. All right. And uh, so mm-hmm. my last bit of movie news, see if you have anything to share, but um, kind of excited about this. Resident Evil franchise is set for a reboot. Thank what? you, Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> yeah. So they're done making, I think they're on, what, I mean, 15? 17 <laughs> Alice movies. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I'm, 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 I was done with that after the first one, okay? I'm not a big Resident Evil fan. I, li- I love Resident Evil. Yeah. Evil corporations, zombies. Again, another great idea for this time. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, but they didn't do any of that cool shit, in my opinion, with the with the Resident Evil movies. So let's get back to the basics. They're bringing in James Wan. Ooh, all right. Aquaman, Conjuring, um, fuck, all over the place. Uh, yeah. Saul, Saul One. Yeah. They're bringing him in to produce, so he's got some whore cred. All okay, right. bringing him in. Um, he's going to oversee this, and hopefully we'll get back to the basics. I'll get me a cool, spooky mansion movie without be- a fucking hive underneath it where it's just a robot fucking killing people. Yeah. Ugh. I can, I can see that. You ready for a reboot? I, when you started saying that, I was like, please don't. You know, just just let your let your poor franchise be done and languish. Uh-huh. But I think if it is done right, and it's done with that that same kind of jump-out horror that the original video game had, uh-huh. I think that would be cool. I think that could be that could be done. And it's going to Netflix. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like... But that got your attention, didn't it? It did. I was like, ooh, Netflix. It needs to go to Netflix. Ooh, Netflix. <laughs> Netflix does good things. <laughs> oh, that would be great, though. Yeah. But it's not. I don't but think it's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Oh, man. Do you have anything you want to add before we get into trailers uh, on? Just like this, it was, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, uh, we got to see some uh, screenshots of uh, Aquaman and Mera's Atlantean costumes. Oh, yeah. They actually looked really good. Uh, they looked really good. Um, <coughs> so Sexy, even. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually looking forward to Aquaman. Jason Momoa. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa is no. a man's man, dude. He's amazing. Uh, but, so, James Wan has said that is that next year? What? Uh, Aquaman? Aquaman? 29? No shit. That's a long time in post. Maybe? No, because there's... Uh, it has to be next year. It's got to be eight. I'd have to yeah, look. I'd have to look it next up. Wonder Woman, uh, right around the corner. Super yeah. psyched. I still don't know how I feel um, about that. Like, I want it to be I'm good. excited. I, I really want DC to... And I know you've been a fan, so yeah. you don't need the flip. I need something to draw me in. I want like a soft reboot, still keeping the same characters, mm-hmm. but just giving me a new launching pad to go forward. I'm, I think Aquaman's going like, to be that movie. Mm-hmm. I'm still not excited for Wonder Woman. I'm on the fence with Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, for me, I think Wonder Woman's going to be the Captain America. Uh, from, so so Marvel, yeah, yeah. the Marvel series, the Captain America movie, because it's it's completely different timeline. It's all about backstory. And then at the end, it wraps things up and says, oh, hey, by the way, we're still, you know, we, we were just thinking about this old story. I think Mormon's going to be the same way. Really? I think that uh, because we know Hades is involved and we know Ares is involved, you know, I, I think what's going to happen is that Wonder Woman is going to be either studying something about the underworld or trying to bring bring people back from the dead or thinking about you know, just, even just it's research oh. and it's going to so you're thinking or, a Wonder Woman mummy Tom Cruise crossover oh no no I'm not <laughs> dark universe uh, dark universe <laughs> uh, so no I think I think what's going to happen is that uh, the whole movie obviously is going to be a flashback to how Diana Prince came about uh-huh. um but I, I can't see that they're just going to make this movie and then not have some kind of cap either at the beginning or end that ties it into the franchise without it just being, we wanted to tell this story. Yeah. I think they'll have, even if it's just a five minute, you know, uh, her look, you know, her standing around at the Superman Memorial and seeing a super old Steve Trevor and going, Oh, and then and think back to the I I I'm I'm not a movie maker. Uh-oh. I don't know how they would do it, 
But do you think people are going to walk? Because I, I get the sense too, and I don't know which stories first. I'm not going to if if that's the case. That's like a Captain America. I'm, you won't hear me bitching about that because I know they both have their origins like that. Yeah. But do you think that will throw some people off? Where they're like, they're just ripping off Captain America. Oh, the the they're just if going they, back to that person. I think I think it's a different enough story. Uh, um, not to mention one Roman is fighting against gods. As long as she doesn't go to an expo or something, right? <laughs> uh, you know, she she's 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 fighting against gods. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like there's no. Whereas in the Captain America movie, they had to kind of give us that science factor, and then there was the Tesseract, yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah. so they had to kind of build up to give us the the villain. There's not going to be any question when we when we meet when when the actual Ares is unveiled. Um, now, the person who's playing Ares, at least his human form, is the guy who played um, the werewolf from Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, so he's a Weasley-looking dude. Uh, but not Weasley. Not Weasley. <laughs> oh, terrible choice of words! Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, God, I can't remember the actor's name for the life of me. When he, when they said he was playing Ares, uh-huh. I was like, that's a bullshit rumor. There's no way, because uh-huh. he's skinny, he's small, like he's a tiny dude, yeah. and he's... Weasley looking like he's not he's not a powerful looking pr- and, th- and this is Ares we're who's, talking about who's Dolph Lundgren playing in Aquaman um he is playing uh, a former uh, basically someone who wants the hand of uh, the hand of the queen not a big character or no eh, big ish okay. not like massive um Orm is gonna be the big or uh yeah Orm the o- Ocean Master um, which again I'm excited about the casting there the, that's, uh, that, Patrick that's Wilson, gonna right? be a, that'll be yeah is that Patrick Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. that'll be a much bigger a much bigger character yeah. um Adeline I think uh he's playing Adeline uh Dolph Lundgren is playing he's playing, uh, the, okay. uh, who's basically another another undersea king vying for power I, I yeah I hope Wonder Woman's good man that comes out in two weeks right yeah no yeah June second I believe. I heard that, I, so I don't know if um, DC is doing this or if it's just in some closed circuits. Um, just just looked at an article real mm-hmm. quick before we came into the studio tonight, and um, looks like there's women-only screenings of Wonder Woman sold out. Oh, really? Yeah, sold out. I hadn't so seen that. I don't know who's pushing that, if that's just, you know, you know certain theaters pushing that. or if Maybe. That's like, you know, sounds fun. Yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, so I know it's a big deal for the, it's, you know, one of the first female strong female roles I think it is the first isn't it uh, as far think. as like like headline movie yeah you know I mean other than uh, what ultraviolet and uh, yeah, yeah the, but, but like not blockbuster not, yeah. you know not a blockbuster style important movie. big characters yeah. not saying ultraviolet and important to some asshole in fucking you know Detroit yeah. <laughs> you know and, and some people say well Furiosa did the same thing and it's like well yeah but that was a Mad Max movie yeah. and she just happened to steal the show yeah. this is Superman love this, is, this, well, is, this is this is well this is this is title character yeah, yeah. I mean like this is this is your Furiosa stole the Max Max yeah. the Mad Max movie but it was still a Mad Max movie. Yeah, and again, that's that's a, a character that's written for screen. This 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 hero is, has exactly history. this is you know seventy five years yeah. of of history of being a, a female a powerful female role yeah. model, and now suddenly she's on the screen. Yeah. Um, when we get into what we've been watching, there's a really cool commercial that uh, about the Wonder Woman movie. That's okay. Cool. So. Anything else you want to add from movie news? Um, I don't think so. Nothing's jumping out at me that I that I know of. Um, like I'm trying to think, and I, we've covered pretty much everything. 
that I that I really have been touching on. Okay. So um, let's jump into trailer talk. Um, I didn't want to bore you too much tonight, so I left off the Spider-Man Homecoming uh, International trailer and <laughs> the, <laughs> and the new trailer. I'm excited about that. If Looks you're, good. Uh, yeah. Okay. You. So you. you yeah. No. I, I'm. I'm. I'm down. Okay. I like Spider-Man. So if you haven't watched those trailers, check them out. Um, I like the the uh, home footage. Or that yeah. the home footage, the uh, cell phone footage, and and all that from Civil War. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, the ones that I really wanted to talk about tonight, we've seen like the big uh, Spider-Man trailers. Let's talk about a new trailer this week. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, the new <laughs> season trailer. What'd you think of this, man? That's pretty. I mean, it, so I. I did not care for season six as much as some people did. Okay, I do. I love that one, dude. That one was a battle of a. I want to say it's battle of bastards. Oh, I, it's that huge snow battle. Yeah, where they're all just on top of each other. That scene was so cool. Yeah. No, I I thought season six was good. Uh-huh. I mean, like I'm not like saying ah season six yeah. is stupid. Um, but I I definitely I thought season five was way stronger. Um, and. I think the trailer looks really good. Yeah. Like, I don't have much to say about the trailer. No. But the money is on the screen. Yeah. I think that's important because this is the first time ever in Game of Thrones. I think we're only getting like six or seven episodes. Yeah. Okay. They're doing two half seasons effectively to end it up. But yeah. I believe, okay, with the same budget as yeah. a full season. And it looks like it. Which means we're going to get a lot of episode 11. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of... Uh, yeah. Epic. There's a lot of cool imagery in yeah. this trailer. Money's on screen. Um... I haven't been able to follow up on this. What do you know about the spinoffs? Like, I nothing. I know, like I know they've nothing hired. The only thing I know is HBO has closed deals with four different writers to explore multiple spinoffs. I've heard five spinoffs, four spinoffs. Jeez. Sounds like over. I love Game of Thrones, but man, I don't got that much fucking now, time in the day. Now, in if there's shows, I think it's too much. If there's so, like single like feature length movies that are uh, spinoffs, that might be all right. Yeah, that could be okay. Uh, so there's, but a, I think this is HBO. Have you, ever, have you, ever, HBO have you ever read the Duncan Egg story? I, I'm familiar with it. I haven't read. Okay, it. so it's a it's a Game of Thrones yeah, spinoff. I would be thrilled with that. And I think that would be neat. Yeah, it's just a, it basically it's a, a individual story. You start the story, you tell the story, hour and forty five minutes, boop, and be yeah. done. That could be really cool. Yeah. So if, if they're doing like five different spinoffs on HBO, and you just have to get a prescription or a subscription. To the uh, Game of Thrones channel. Yeah, I watch too much shit as it is, Ooh, man. There's no way. I know. Way. There's yeah. no way, man. So I, I don't know what's going on there. But the trailer, um, it, it did its job. Mm. I'm excited. Endgame is coming up. I think it releases on July 16th. Yeah. Um, so I'm ready. It, it did its job. I'm ready for Game of Thrones. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm psyched. Yeah. I, I, like I said, season six was not the amazing season that I wanted it to be. Um, hopefully season six or season seven will turn it around. And, you know, hopefully Arya will die. Painfully. <laughs> Castlevania. All right. I want to talk about this trailer. It came out of nowhere. No warning. Teaser trailer for Netflix. Yep. All right. I didn't even know this was coming. I think I heard about it a couple months ago, but it's in one ear, out the other. This looks fantastic. Tight. So I knew they were doing a Castlevania show. I knew Netflix was doing it. They talked about it last year. I thought it was going to end up being a live action movie. So when they said, so did I. that's so, what I remember." Yeah. So when the trailer popped out and it started out with the Nintendo box, oh. and it, I explain, was like, uh, "Explain that." Okay, so the trailer starts out with uh, basically there's like this Nintendo sitting in the dark, and there's a the old red uh, Castlevania cartridge sitting on top of it, and you know like shows a guy and he does the thing that we all did, uh. the blowing across the the contacts to make sure there's no dust on it, so it'll work. 
you know, and then it basically loads in, and that's almost like the preamble to Netflix screen. I and want them to just do every Nintendo like video game movie now with that intro. That, with that intro, have that be the Nintendo movie intro. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we get the Marvel flip. The oh, so have cool. the Nintendo. You know, give us a, give me an adventure. Give me a Legend of Zelda movie. Yeah. You know, give me get, put Link on the screen. Yeah, it'll be all right. So it'll be so cool. No princess in another castle. Oh, uh, but so <laughs> Kid Icarus. Uh, so Kid Dicarus. different movie. <laughs> uh, the the trailer when it's when suddenly it was an animated movie and with that kind of Vampire Hunter D style, yeah. very like, gritty, very, very gritty anime, hand drawn, cell shaded. I'm like this. This is not what I expected, but I am so on board. Yeah, so on board, man. Like, like when he, when they said they were going to do one, I was like, "Oh, wow! When are they going to are they going to do it in the you know si- the Simon Belmont? Or are they going to do Trevor? Or are they going to do Alucard? So, you know, what are they going to do?" So I I don't know a lot about my Castlevania mythology. I just know I like Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't, right? Uh, yeah. It's the the game you grew up on. Right? Absolutely, I'm just hitting bats with my fucking whip and candlesticks. Yeah. Um, but supposedly the rumor is that they're going off of Castlevania Three. <gasps> that's awesome because that's got the best cast of supporting characters. Okay, cool. Um, that was like I want to say that was the first Castlevania where you got to change characters midway. You, have the, you had the thief that could crawl on the ceiling. You had Alucard who could turn into a bat. Um, which, by the way, it took now, how me, do you, how, sorry, go ahead. It took me probably um, a year to figure out that Alucard is Dracula backwards. Okay, I I, I was not a smart <laughs> kid. <laughs> I sat there playing, and I was like, ooh, Alucard, the son of Dracula. And then at some point, I realized, like, I was looking, like, you know, like, you get the dialogue things, and it was, like, spelled out his name first, and I was like, oh. Motherfuckers. Oh. That would be like if I named my child Narib. You know, like, it doesn't work that way. Well, how do you feel about, like, Warren Ellis is writing the scripts, and he's promising very hard rated R scripts like this isn't going to be for kids no no it's it's this is going to be the uh HBO spawn show all over yeah, again so how do you feel about that with a with a more child friendly property which i'm cool with i guess because my child it's my childhood which i'm an adult now and, well and i think that's what they're aiming for and i think they're, that's cool we were the ones that grew up with castlevania yeah so don't make it for my kids yeah you don't make it you know we say oh they're doing an animated version of castlevania yeah. 3 and they go was that on the 3ds you yeah. know like like they have no idea yeah you know my kid my like my kid's super into video games he has no idea what castlevania is exactly this is not for them. This is for us. Yeah. And I am so down with that. And we don't have long to wait, man. Mm-mm. This is so the, the trailer snuck up on us, and yeah. it's like July 7th. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I get to get through a whole bunch of really cool movies, and then bam, it, I'm going to be writing in my next book watching Castlevania. Dude, Netflix is killing it right now, man. I'm, I'm very excited about the future of, of Netflix. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> So what have you been watching this week? So it's the, getting to the end of the seasons of all of the CW TV shows. Okay. Uh, so Supergirl had its cliffhanger, had its, cl- had its season end. Flash had its season end. I'm so far behind on Flash. Now, I, I'm not going to say anything, but I will tell you this. The second to last and the last episode uh-huh. of Flash... I cried at both of them. Ah, oh, damn it! So I'm gonna let you. I'll let you all know that it's it's got some hard. The the actual end, the last episode, did not like. I'm pretty good at seeing shit coming when it comes to comic book stuff. I did not see it coming at all, and my my wife, myself, and my kids 
when it when it when when the thing happened, we all went what yeah. like like that moment of pause the DVR is that for real? <laughs> and so it's you need to catch up. Okay. Um, just watched the uh, season finale of Arrow last night. Okay. Um, good. It's good. Uh, not the best part about it, in my opinion, is they brought back a lot of people from past seasons and past like. They, they very much, they're like, hey, we know as the fan base, you guys are tired of us just introducing new people and then forgetting about the old ones. Here's a bunch of the old ones that you thought that we forgot about. Okay. And that was cool. That was It was neat to see a lot of those, a lot of those guys back. What and, season is that now? Uh, end of season five. Okay. So, um, next, and, and what's funny is, so you know how the flashbacks are always, you know, five years ago, uh-huh. uh, going into season six. So at the the last flashback that he gets is him being picked up off the island. Oh, okay. So it's, it's five years into the show, and so the flashback is five years ago when he supposedly got off the island. Oh, cool. Uh, so from here on out, if they are going to do any more flashbacks, it'll have to be either flashbacks to even earlier. Or they're gonna have to break the trope of I flash forwards. It, well, I was gonna say we might see some weirdness. Flash sideways, like Lost. It, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> flash to another part of the island. <laughs> um, but it, the CW is real big on cliffhangers this year. Uh-huh. Uh, all of their see all of their seasons end <laughs> with "Are you kidding me?" moments. You know, I gotta wait until October to find out what's going on. Screw uh-huh. you. Um, but so I watched all those, uh, and I watched. Um, so we mentioned Netflix. Oh, uh-huh. we, we we mentioned we mentioned the Netflix. <laughs> um, oh, so, uh, I, so last night I watched the season end of Archer. Uh, okay. Not only did it not feel like a season end, but it was not a good episode, and it ends so abruptly, like like very much the the credits ran, and I was like, this has got to be a joke. There's there has to be more, and there's not, and it's the end of the season. I don't. I'm hoping that that is not a like. It's not indicative of something wrong with the people making the show, and that it was just their choice. Because so it's dedicated to uh, the voice actor who played Woodhouse, who passed away this year. Okay. Um, and the end is very. It's a very blue moment where they're talking to basically Woodhouse's grave, and at the very end, it's like in loving memory, and that and then it's it, and that's done. I. I'm hoping that it's not the you know with this per- with one of these you know show members passed away like the like the crew lost its gas uh-huh. you know like it like like one of those we can't do it because he's not so with us anymore. So they're just gonna be done. You think? I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't heard whether or not they've got another season in them or anything like that. But it just it felt very very final and very out of place for what for what this show normally does. So if you're an Archer fan, watch it. And maybe comment on Facebook or something. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I was just in a shitty mood or something. Okay. Because it feels weird. Um, but back to Netflix. So I watch a lot of TV while I'm working. A lot. I watch a shitload of movies. I'm constantly putting on series to to get me through get me through things. I just finished up a uh, Australian. Uh, it's an Australian put your kids to bed we're about ready to get nasty legal comedy like like a comedy about lawyers Uh called Rake it's three seasons Rape? 
Rake. Oh. R-A-K-E. <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah? Like, I, it hooked it's me... It's on Netflix, huh? It's on Netflix. It's fantastic. Huh. It's not a Netflix original. It's actually... Okay. It was on Australian TV, but I, I just finished up that. Uh, I tried to watch a Netflix original called Mindhawk. Hmm. It is easily one of the dumbest things that I've put into my brain. Not good. No. Not, not good dumb. No. Okay. It, it is just awful. Okay. I got about two-thirds of the way through. The, it's a movie. It's not a series. I got about two-thirds of the way through it. And I was like, I can't even half listen to this anymore. Really? Like, I just, I've just i got to be done. Um, but on the brighter side of things, I watched two movies today, actually, that were remarkably good. Um, I watched Clown. Finally, it's on oh, Netflix. Oh, did you like that? I did. I yeah. thought that was... I've been waiting for it to come out on Netflix, and I finally got around to yeah. see it. It was really good. Very very pleased with but it. I was very happy. Yeah, dude, I am... It was on my top ten list yeah. of last year. I was very It was like happy. my number six or number seven. I'm like, guys, I mean, it's... Did you see it? Clown? Yeah. It's on my top ten list. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah, it's my number six or seven. No, I'm I like, thought it was great. Yeah, I'm like, guys, dude, this... It's great body horror. Yeah. It's fun. It's 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 very simple. But it's ex- exactly what you want from yeah, that kind yeah, of movie. I don't go into Great that effects. thinking. No, it's, it was excellent. It's old school throwback, yeah. man. It's it's a, such a fun little movie. I'm surprised that it actually pisses me off that no one talks about it. I'm like, yeah. man, it's a good film, man. Uh, you know who that? You know what that guy directs next, right? Mm-mm. No. So who, he, who? I don't even know who's the director of. of okay, Clown. so um, his name's escaped me right now, but he uh, he directed Clown, right? Okay, and then he's moving on to another small movie. Called Spider Man Homecoming. No way! Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, I did not know that. Yeah. That's cool. Isn't that crazy? That's neat. Yeah. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> uh, but I, wa- I watched another movie today um, called Viral. Uh, it, it was one of the. Pierce Brosnan? No, 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 no. A bunch of nobodies. Uh, the Raven from The Hundred is in it. Huh. Uh, but yeah, a whole bunch of nobodies. I would watch a viral movie with Pierce Brosnan. I did. <laughs> So it's basically a movie about um, a uh, a community, and the community a couple of ki- the kids start getting a couple of kids get sick, and you find out that worldwide there's this uh, they call it the worm flu. Hmm. Um, it's it's basically a quarantine movie, uh, and I thought it was fantastic. You um, reminded me of something just now. If you don't mind me cutting you out real quick, the um, you posted something. Couple months back, probably like man, four, five, six months back, okay. and it just reminded me what you were just talking about because uh, you're talking about a quarantine kind of movie. Mm-hmm. There's this movie. It just, I, they just released it on uh, Blu-ray DVD. Okay, okay. Um, so I, I was kind of curious if you watched it or if this is the same movie that you're talking about. Okay. But it's, um, I think the 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 main protagonist uh, turned maybe antagonist in the movie is um, a young African American girl, and they put a muzzle on her. Because she's infected, and it, it looks like a, a foreign film, maybe made in like you know, fuck New Zealand or something like that. I don't know. Um, you you posted it. I'm I'm pretty sure it was you. And uh, it's like a small little military base, and they're all these kids are infected. And they're teaching them like in this room, and they all have muzzles on. And then there's like a big outbreak, and you know they. Uh, I vaguely remember, but I can't. I that's, so that's not the one you're talking. That's not, about. No, no. Okay, the, the, I okay. didn't even know this was a thing. Okay. So I fell down the net, Netflix, uh, the Netflix rabbit hole. Where you click on something, and then at the end of it, it's like, you know, hey, try one of these three things. Uh-huh. And one of those three things was this viral movie. And uh-huh. the little picture on Netflix is a pair of female lips with, like, a little worm hanging out of it. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'll click on it. I like worms. 
bloop, you know, and it was really good. Like I, uh, it had it hit all the beats I wanted it to hit. Uh, it had a full story arc. It it had a couple of what the fuck moments, but n- what the fuck moments that were then explained. I was down. Huh. Like, and it's totally worth it. Uh, it's hour forty five minutes out of your life that I think that you will enjoy if you like kind of parasite movies. Okay. So I watched that today. But in the last two weeks, probably the best TV that I've watched, aside from all the CW shows that I, you know live and breathe, is Aziz Ansari's Master of None. So the first season came out last year. And it's about basically the story of a an Indian American comic trying to you know find his you know find his life find or he's not really even a comic so much as he's just a funny guy uh-huh. trying to find his place in life. Um, and he doesn't you know, the, the title Master of None says it says it all. He's it he's he is kind of a jack of all trades in the fact that he wants to do all kinds of things, but he doesn't know where he where he's going to be. And he finds a woman and he wants to make her happy, and then. It's a very it's a slice of life kind of thing, where it is this uh, this kind of very very funny person who uh, is trying to get through his life on his wits, and he's got these very you know stereotypical Indian Indian parents, and they're pushing him to do these other things, and he it's a very very cool story. The first season was really good. The second season takes the first season wads it up in a ball and throws it 15 yards behind it as far as how far this season goes. It is so good. It is just amazing TV. Um, like, not it's funny because it's Ezzy's. I mean, he's hilarious. Uh, it, it's well acted. There's actual characters in it that you're like, I, I want to see more about the side characters. Uh, it's a very, since it's told from Aziz's point of view um some of the side characters get their own episodes almost um and we were talking a little bit about it before the before the thing is there's one particular episode that is um completely based around his best friend who is a lesbian comedian in new york is there how many seasons of it? Is this it just two. One? This is, oh, two. Okay. The, the first season was last year and then this season just came out and i okay. smashed through it um and the uh, this episode about the, the about his lesbian best friend is told from the perspective of Thanksgiving Day dinner, where uh, as his character would go to the, his friend's family's house, this African American, you know, very traditional African American family, except the father died a long time ago. It is a, a mom, an aunt, and a grandma who have been who are raising Aziz's best friend. Okay. And the five of them have Thanksgiving dinner every year, apparently. He's basically part of the family. And it is segments, you know, this hour-long show is basically chunks of time, always told from Thanksgiving, always told from, you know, that day, you know, whether it's prepping the meal or, you know, going down to the corner store to, you know, talk about, hey, I'm going to tell my mom about my girlfriend, you know, these sorts of things. And it is probably one of the best shot full story arcs told in one hour that I've ever seen. Wow. It's amazing. And I think that if anybody, if you're not an Aziz Ansari fan, you'll still at least be able to enjoy the storytelling. Okay. Even if you don't necessarily like his style of humor. 
the storytelling is fucking phenomenal. Well, you make it sound intriguing. It's, it, so. it is it is it probably some of the best storytelling I've seen in TV, and the most realistic storytelling because it is very much a you could see this happening to someone. No, no question. Yeah, yeah. Not a you know, like. So I just recently made. Uh, Got my wife to watch Friday, the original Friday. Oh, yeah? Because she had never seen it. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, she liked it as much as Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, she, way more. She, way <laughs> more. Uh, but she she got to watch it, and I told her ahead of time, I was like, listen, this movie, when Cube wrote this movie, he took 50 things that happened to him, uh-huh. it, that happened in the hood, and squashed them all into one day. <laughs> this is not like that. Uh-huh. This is the 13 episodes or 14 episodes or whatever it is for Master of None is you could see <laughs> each of these individual stories taking place. It's not, oh God, he condensed everything to happen. No, it's completely legit. And I adore it. Uh, I, I, if, if, if he's listening, I love you. You did a great job. Right on. Uh, so I've, uh, I've been watching Better Call Saul. I've uh, been watching... Uh, Prometheus, you know, yeah. um, Alien Covenant, obviously, that was a big conversation at the top here. Um, but we're doing a versus this week. Okay. okay? And I couldn't wait to get to this part of the conversation because you might um, inspire some of my awards. Uh-oh. Okay. So I won't talk about it too much here because I'm right. still trying to figure out some things. All I'm doing tomorrow is getting me some <laughs> fucking Skittles or some shit, just dis- <laughs> disappearing and just doing my awards. So we're doing um, Aliens versus Predator. Okay? So Alien... So let me, here's the first thing, okay? okay? So this is what I've been, I've been... Alien or Aliens? Aliens Okay. versus Predator. Okay, so let okay. me give you some background here, the reason we're doing that. Yeah. Um, so I had to watch both those. That's why it's in this, what I've been watching this week. Yeah. I had to watch those, so now I'm just trying to figure out all my awards, my 20 awards. Um, Alien won our versus last year. Okay, I'm okay. sorry. A- I'm sorry. Aliens won our versus last year between Alien, Alien versus Aliens. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm upset about that one. I uh, out of all my 20 awards, I don't have them in front of me. I don't have my uh, the website pulled up, but I think um, a- Aliens won for me. They won for Josh. Okay. Okay. Aaron Menifee was the third versus um, co-host, right? And he went like. 15-3 Aliens, which pushed Aliens gotcha. as the winner of okay. that versus. So pretty much strictly Aaron Menifee. All right? So that tipped the scale. Okay. I'm an Alien fan. Okay? Right. Um, are you an Alien or Aliens fan? Just curious. Um, I probably watch Aliens more. Uh-huh. Um... Just because it is a more hook movie, once you know all of the jumps and the scares for me, because here's the thing: so uh, the Alien franchise for me, each movie holds a different role. Uh-huh. Alien is more of a thriller because it's not. It's, I always call it like the haunted house in space. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's there's this there's this creepy monster behind the closed door, and you don't see it very often until it's uh-huh. you know on top of you. And then Aliens is rampant Ali- in space. Al- Aliens is a full on action flick. Uh-huh. You know, sci-fi action. Alien 3 is a horror movie. Because really all this is... It's just a monster running around killing people. Uh In different horrible, horrible ways. And Prometheus and Alien Covenant is a college class. 
It, I was gonna say it, it, it's it's an art film. Yeah, pretty it, much. It, it really, well, it, some of it. it well, yeah, some of it's an art film, and some of it was written by Joss Whedon. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so they all fill different roles. I prefer Aliens to Alien unless I am specifically wanting to watch a classic. Okay. Like I think Alien is more timeless. You're going to the moon, and you can only take one with you. Aliens. Okay. So. You you agree with how that verse has turned out then? I think that it is a more rewatchable movie because it's not about the jump scare. Okay, so now what we're doing, this is the first time we've ever done this um, with verses, all right? Mm-hmm. Even uh, with marathons, as that goes. We're taking, so last year when we did the Alien versus Aliens, mm-hmm. um, now whatever the Golden Idol winner is, if we all agree at the table, it gets kicked up to the council, yeah. and then we review it for Pantheon, okay? And all of us have to chime in. We didn't do that at that time. Okay, so Aliens never got its its due to get yeah. kicked up. You would have been on the council at that time. Yeah. Okay, so you probably would you would you even I probably would have I would have pantheed it. Pantheon? Uh, yeah, okay. I don't think that I don't think that's a question. It okay. covers it covers all bases for me and has no real weak points. Okay, so now what we're gonna do is since it missed that opportunity, we're gonna pull the Golden Idol winner of 2016. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're gonna put it up. Against another science fiction action movie, okay, squad leaders, okay. Yeah. You going like Ripley um, and the Marines? You going Dutch and the Special Forces? All right. Which one has the best mission? Which one has the best squad leader? Which one has the best squad? Okay. So uh, best locations, all that stuff. So, yeah. do you go Alien or Predator now? Honestly, I would probably still go Aliens. Yeah. And here's the thing: I'm more of a fan of the the mythos behind the Predator uh-huh. than the Alien. But I think of the two movies themselves, and you're gonna hate me for this. Uh-huh. Um, Arnold takes me out of it. Really? Okay. I don't. I I do not care for him as a protagonist. As the protagonist. Okay. I'm rooting for the Predator. See, I think there's and I'm, and I'm not gonna say too much tonight because I have a, yeah. to get all my thoughts together. But I will say I do like. I think you're going up. There's. Two really fun uh, oh, protagonists. Yeah, no, no, it's... I mean, you have uh, Ripley as you know the action. She's Rambo, Rambolina in space. Mm. But what I love about Schwarzenegger too, he he's a, a fun action icon. Those two chomping on a cigar, you know, going through the jungle, and he has he has a good line. No, I'm not gonna tell you which one I'm going with, <laughs> but there's two lines: one from Aliens and one from Predator, and I love them both dearly. I'm gonna have to make a decision. I think that's gonna be one of my favorite quotes because there's a couple I could go with. But Predator, or I'm so Aliens, she goes, you. Know, Great line. It actually won my line, my quote last year, okay, for Alien versus Aliens. So Aliens actually mm-hmm. won my favorite quote, and it's, get away from her, her you bitch. Yeah. All right. Great line. But uh, Schwarzenegger says something in Predator, and it's the way he says it, and it's the look, and it's the first time when you find out that you can, that a Predator bleeds. Yeah. And he turns around, he just gives that stone cold stare, and he goes, it bleeds. If it bleeds, we can, we kill, can it. kill it. And I'm like, both those quotes are no, fantastic. They're good. They're good. Yeah, like, for me, for, so for me, knocking the fact that Arnold is not a great protagonist, uh-huh. um, it, he's a great action protagonist. It's what he does. Uh-huh. He is not a believable character. He's just fucking Rambo. Uh-huh. You know, that's, that's all he is. Um,. But in that movie, he fits just fine, yeah, yeah. and the movie is amazing. Like I'm not that is not to, that, by by me saying aliens hand da- hands down yeah. does not mean that yeah. I'm like predator shit. By no means <laughs> that would be a ridiculously yeah. difficult thing for me to say. Yeah. Um. 
you know, I, I, I you know, I, I'm not gonna tell you which one, but I found mm-hmm. one of them um, not as good as I remembered it. Either one of these films, if you're like, hey, Brad, come over, dude, we're gonna have a party, we're gonna watch Aliens and Predator. I'm like, cool. I'm there. <laughs> right. I'm there. Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. But there's one that, um, yeah, there's there's one All right. that I'm, it didn't hold up as well as I expected it to. Uh, so I can't wait to break that down. So I wanted to get Sweet. your I wanted to get your kind of your uh, your thoughts on that yeah. because that's going to go down on Saturday. Oof. Yeah, so yeah. I can't wait. So I've been watching those. Um, that's all that's in my head this whole week was Alien, Prometheus, Covenant, Aliens, Predator. So I've been on a kick. So I can't honestly wait to get it all out of my head, okay, <laughs> so I can get on to something else. But I've been yeah. watching that. Um, and then uh, our Pantheon nomination, I won't uh, give too much of my thoughts on that because my review will be up in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yes. Um, did Have you, because I know Natalie is the... Your uh, your wife is yeah the, she's the she's the guest voter yeah she's this, the guest uh, voter so, yeah, yeah we don't want to know what she thinks but have did you watch it with her uh, we have not yet I haven't had time okay. I've been I've been quite busy and you've seen oh yeah I've before. seen it before okay yeah. did you what, what's your I thoughts? like it I like the young probably not okay I, I probably I think it falls short of Pantheon for me okay um, it's a great movie it is super good movie uh, I just think that. It, it would be hard for me to have a musical make Pantheon anyway. Uh-huh. Um, I'm We're doing very, a musical marathon next I'm year. I'm very hard on musicals, uh-huh. with the exception of, like, Grease. Okay. And Across the Universe. Okay. Um, yeah, next year we're doing some big ones, like Singing in the Rain, Grease. We're yeah. throwing them all in there for a marathon, so. So, I, Across the Universe is great. Mamma Mia is great. Uh, but there's not very many musicals out there that make me... Les Mis? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? That's a saturation thing. When I was in high school, Les Mis was like the thing. Everybody was Les Mis, Les Mis, Les Mis. That <laughs> fucking rent. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. The, those two... Those rent two, my dick. Yuck. Those two musical plays or whatnot, um, I think, are probably amazing. How about Moulin Rouge? It's all right. I was gonna say you seem like a Moulin Rouge. It's all right. Guy. I like Moulin Rouge. I haven't watched it in yeah. five, six years. It's all right. I okay. feel I feel Moulin Rouge the same way I feel about Chicago. Yeah, it's it's all right. You know, I remember liking Moulin Rouge a lot. Chicago seemed like that Oscar bait. You know, like it'd be yeah. fun to go watch on Broadway. It seemed like it was really bloated for the for the big screen. Yeah, but it's been a while since I've watched that as well. No, but Priscilla, so, not not right. Pantheon. I don't think it's Pantheon. I think it's great. I think okay. it's a really good movie, and I think that uh, I think that was Rachel's pick, wasn't it? Yes, I think it surprised the uh, the group too, because usually we have you know a pretty good number of either for or against. Right now, it's like a bunch of people like never fucking seen this, you know. Yeah. So, which I like those nominations. Yeah, though. No, um, I was gonna say I think I think if Rachel listens to this, is a it's a great movie. It's a great pick. I'll be interested to see what other people think. Um, I just I don't I don't think I would call it Pantheon. Okay. Uh, maybe personal Pantheon, but not like actual grand, grand scheme of things. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's what I've been watching this week. So a lot of Aliens, uh, Predator, um, and then I'm about ready to uh, jump into. After all this is said and done this mm. week, all my editing is done. <laughs> after the website's updated, Monday. Come Monday, all right. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the first? Is that Is that Monday? No, first is like Thursday. Okay, so the first is Pride Month, all right. Okay, and so we're doing a Pride marathon. So That'd right, be cool. yeah, right now we have a a couple of them picked out. I think we're gonna do Moonlight, um, last year's Oscar nom- uh, Oscar winner. Uh, we're doing um, uh, what are we doing? 
right now it's at the early stages of planning it. Um, Nathan Planning, I kind of put this one together. Okay. So I've kind of stepped back, let him just put them all out there. Um, we're talking about maybe doing Carol. Uh, we're doing, um, it's, uh, yeah, I can't even give you the synopsis on that. That was a, it's, yeah. it's a newer movie as well. I don't know too much about. Okay. So, um, and we're also doing Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which I Oh, heard. yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. so um, I've never seen that. Um, all right, are you going to do break back, uh, Broke Back? I suggested it, but again, this one's kind of hands-off for me, okay. um, and they opted out. They said there was better ones to do. Okay. Uh, when you say um, pride movies, or when you say uh, um, the gay genre in general, I Bird say... Cage. Yeah. I, 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 I go broke back right away. Yeah. It, even if, you know, whatever my opinion is on it, it's I'd like to break that down, since it is a popular movie that was one of the big ones to hit mainstream. But yeah. they've also... Uh, Tangerine is one that we're doing. That was the iPhone shot movie, wasn't it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Some really interesting performances in there, so I'm going to be uh, very interested to see where that goes. Okay. Um, and then we're doing Gods and Monsters. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So we're doing that, and we're doing Milk. So, uh, that's going to be that. Uh, that's going to be a hard one to beat because it's not. Yeah, it's focused on the uh, on the, the the gay senator, but or something. Governor? Governor? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also super political. Yeah. Like, that's a deep political drama. Yeah, so there's going to be some interesting there. And, and I wanted to push for uh, not Birdcage, but the original Birdcage. Oh, a French wow. film uh, called Le Birdcage or something like that. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, hey, it, it's bought, you know, yeah. got, it got a remake, and uh, I know a lot of people loved it. Um, so we're fighting to try to get that one in there. So I'm not for sure exactly where we're going, but that should be figured out by the first. So Sweet. I'll be watching a lot of that. Sweet, so, um, but uh, yeah, where can they find you? Let's uh, let's wrap this up and get fingered. All right, <laughs> we never did talk about the fingering. Yeah, we did a little we bit. We did a little bit. All right, yeah. <laughs> uh, go watch Alien you, Covenant right when you came over. Here, you get fingered. fingered. <laughs> you got fingered. Uh, so uh, you can get me at uh, at Brian CP Steel on the Twitter, uh, or hit me up at Brian CP Steel on Facebook. I'm always on the uh, the Adventures of Anyland. I don't post as much as I used to, uh, just because I've been ridiculously busy with work. So, you know, this is my convention season, ramping up for Gen Con. Yeah, so you're all over the place, man. It's, it, I do a lot more travel for work now. You I gotta home, go. You home for a while? You back, uh, two going weeks, to Atlanta? Two weeks, and then uh, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio for Origins. And then the, well, no. Yeah, June is June. I do a lot of weekend travels for June. Okay. I'm driving up to Chicago, and then I've got I drive over to Columbus, and then I'm driving up to Windsor, Canada, uh, to do just a lot of filming and stuff. So yeah, you've been so busy lately. I was like, you, I know you said something about Alien. I was like, you watched Alien? Let's do this. Part, part of the reason yeah. I, I reached Are out you to home? you, I was gonna say, part of the reason I reached out is because I was like, I haven't done a podcast yeah. in a million years, and it's because I'm traveling constantly. Yeah, my first response was. So are you, are you are you home? Are you actually are you, are, around? Are you around? Yeah, no, it's... Uh, well, I, I'm glad, because this would have been a boring conversation without you. <laughs> which Solo is, cats. It's been me fingering myself. <laughs> I should have got. I should get paid for that one. <laughs> but yeah, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com. Uh, we're on the Facebook page. We're on the website. Check that out. We're on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. Uh, we're all over the place. We've got some really cool interviews coming up, some cool marathons, some cool verses. I'm really curious to see how this verses goes down. Um, Cousin Wayne, actually, uh, we don't talk about the verses or marathons beforehand, so we don't know what okay. he should think. Um, but Wayne told me that there's one that he wasn't feeling. Last time that happened, and we both said that to each other, yeah. it was Blazing Saddles Young Frankenstein, oh. and we were split. I was Blazing Saddles, he was Young Frankenstein. Yeah. So I'm really curious where this is going to go. Gonna go. Yeah. yeah. So And then Josh, he's... Um, 
uh, I call them the wingmen uh, mm-hmm. for our verses, and then the marathon men for marathon. Josh, uh, his girlfriend just uh, gave birth to their baby. Oh, so congratulations, yeah, Josh. Congratulations, Josh. So um, he can't, and this is killing him, he's a big alien fan. Um, and Predator fan, so he he can't be here, yeah. so Nathan's going to fill that spot on Saturday. So very curious where that's going to go. But yeah, um, check us out. Um, hit me up. Let's have a conversation. Seth isn't here for, me to, for him to say it, so I'll say it. Please don't forget that the conversation always begins and ends. I guess it doesn't really end. It never ends. It just always goes. We continue, it just begins. We continue the conversation that was started long ago. With the engineers. With the engineers. <laughs> Good way to... It begins on Facebook, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You have been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. <laughs> CWA. Good day. Why don't you get yourself a fresh steak on me? Show's over for now. <laughs>